frequencies are open. Everyone kept saying, we're ready to go, we're ready to go. You I didn't hear my voice. No, I, I, I should have listened for the mouthful of food. We're not even finished doing it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Clear Skies. <laughs> Welcome to Clear Skies, um, the, the show where we enjoy eating sandwiches and um, and exploring space. <laughs> that, is, that is our tagline. Okay. But we do not ever count in, because that would be wrong. <laughs> that would yes. be so wrong. Not yeah. a single those, three, two, one at all. Those days are way behind us. <laughs> oh, we no. We've left behind the work. Organization and professionalism, but I'm a professional. You can't say that. The the producer Mm -hmm. saying that is the biggest tell. Uh oh. (laughs) The button next to me, that's all I'm saying. I'll I'll get better. If you can't behave with the button, I'm going to take it away. Really? Yes. Pardon me while I drink from my new kitty mug. Pardon me. Pardon me. Yes, Six against one. That's true. I'm not going to run that. Welcome to Clear Skies. As you can see, we're a bit goofy tonight, but we're going to be getting underway here pretty soon. Um, right at the top of the episode, we're going to do a couple of thanks. Um, I want to thank real quick again before we get started tonight, Quest Design Canada, who designed our ship plaque, um, the USS Ross ship plaque, which is over, over there. there. I'll grab it. We're gonna, yeah, yeah, want to grab it. Um, USS Ross ship plaque was a custom made plaque that we ordered from Quest Design Canada, and they were super lovely. The gentleman uh, who created this for us. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Bobby can hold it. <laughs> um, so thank you so much, Quest Design Canada. They are an Etsy store, and you can find them. It's all one word: Quest Design Canada. No, you can hold You're it. You're such no, a good like, Vanna White Vanna Whiting it. Yeah. Vanna Whiting it. So if you enjoy that. Um, for the yeah. pause. <laughs> they they did they created our uh, they created our, our plaque for when we were on the USS Sally ride and they did it for the USS Ross. We're very grateful. Thank you, Quest Design Canada. Thank you. So much. you. Oh, again. Back. You're gonna put an uh, eye out. <laughs> um, the other thing I just want to give a quick announcement. This is kind of stealing Xander's thunder because it's big news, but I'm a fan, so I'm gonna announce that uh, Vampire comes back on Friday. Yay! Yeah. We've got uh, Vampire LA by Night returns on Friday. That's season gonna be four. Yeah, season four. Yeah. And there, I, I'm, I knew what was going down, but I did, was not expecting the reveal to come today. Right. That was a big, big reveal. If you guys haven't seen yet, uh, season four, they've. Uh, I would say just go check out the Twitter account. It's um, pretty, in the, pretty baller. In, yeah. in the picture. Should I put yeah. it right here? Uh, okay. we, were, we were told that that was coming, but uh, I didn't know that was going to get announced today. That was pretty uh-huh. exciting. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then uh, some people had expressed concern in the Q&A, uh, but we've announced that we've already filmed season four. So right. it's all done. It's pre-taped this time, so we're trying something new out, but it'll still be released on Twitch and later on the YouTube channel for World of Darkness. Right the hell on. And if you are liking LA by night, we encourage you to check out Long Beach by night. Yes, even more Sanders. I'll be returning because I messed up your campaign. Different. You broke it. You have to put it back together. Seriously, go to YouTube and. Catch the first season of Long Beach by Night, uh, available on Q Times, uh, Twitch Wilds, uh, or YouTube, uh, because <laughs> I've never been prouder <laughs> of Xander Chomper. <laughs> it's beautiful work. It is an absolute catastrophe. It is. Uh, and so this Sunday, uh, shortly after uh, Friday's LA by Night launch, we can see how Xander <laughs> and B Dave and the rest of Continue us poor undead souls try to put all of it back together again. What a mess! Good <laughs> <laughs> Xander, thanks. Yeah, well done, well played, my lord. But I'll be there. I'll be there. On yes. <laughs> so we will hold him accountable this Sunday, 12 p.m. PST on Q Times Twitch. Ah, does anybody else have any other announcements for tonight? I mean, you've got a pantheon. 
Oh yeah. yeah and saving throw. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. We're uh, we hit our halfway mark next week. Ooh. So we have uh, six more episodes left. But when is that? Uh, it starts at uh, I know times uh, five, 5 p.m. <laughs> specific time over at uh, Saving Throw Show. What I've day? been doing Sunday. Sunday. So right <laughs> after you finish watching Long Beach by night. Right. Stick around. Go watch your space Yeah. I, but oh. also, uh, on recently on New Pantheon, you should catch uh, yesterday's episode because the creator of the game uh, was guest star. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't. Um, no, uh, we are not playing uh, Scion this season. We oh. are playing Demigods. It's powered by the Apocalypse. No kidding. And it was developed by a friend of the pod, Jason Mills, uh, a.k.a. Uh, my first campaign GM. Uh, if you've ever heard me rhapsodize about masks, I played that with him, and he came on Demigods uh, yesterday. He played so a fellow cool. nerd with me, and it was great. It was delightful. <laughs> uh, you can also find him at uh, Happy Jacks RPG. Uh, if you want to check that out as well, uh, check out his work. It's delightful. He's cool. delightful. They're delightful. It all delightful. New Pantheon. All right. Yeah. You look like you. I thought I heard I you saying you wanted to say something. Oh, well, I, d I was going to announce uh, Xander and I, for all of you out in the world that it will be at PAX East, Xander and I will be there. Yay! Uh, at the end of February. At the end of February. <clears throat> um, so I, I think we were allowed to announce that. Yeah, the guys we represent. And uh, you don't know this. I don't. So uh, check out my YouTube channel because I just ordered a bunch of stuff that arrives tomorrow, and I'm going to start posting music up on my YouTube channel. Oh. I, I ordered a stand for my camera, and and I got all kinds of fun things and a mic stand and like all kinds of things, and now I have everything sorted, and I'm going to start posting uh, original music. And, and that was when Xander realized that Bonnie was planning to go solo. Oh. She's been, been working, working on, on it. Oh, since like last fall. <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. YouTube? What's the YouTube oh, yeah. channel? Bonnie Gordon. <laughs> you don't know, bud. <laughs> Why don't you follow we'll Bonnie on, on Twitter? Twitter? And, uh, yeah! Up That's a good, good idea. Bonnie Belgi. Yeah. Bonnie Belgi. Yeah. 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 Well done. It's okay. Things you work very hard. You're allowed to forget yes. something. Absolutely. Let me forget things. After like yeah, the 28th job, <laughs> I think you're allowed. Yeah. You're allowed. Um, and then I have one more thing, and yeah, that's uh, tomorrow night uh, over at Scabby Rooster, I'm going to be saving my brother's life on Blank Slate. So. Ooh. Right on. Yeah, hopefully hopefully we can get Gunther back. <laughs> um, my last announcement uh, has to do with uh, Clear Skies. On the League of Whimsy uh, Patreon that I'm heading up, uh, we released our orientation packet for the USS Ross. It just says yay. Um, <laughs> so pretty. <laughs> and uh, like Sam words. was even nice enough to do a full write-up of a welcoming of Captain Azari Sol is welcoming the entire crew. Have you seen it? No! It's, yeah. 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 it's so great. It's not good. I saw on the captain. Yeah. I live so on good. the Discord, though. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so we post, I, posted that up, I posted that up on the Patreon, um, posted that up on the League of Whimsy Discord channel. Uh, but tomorrow, I'm going to be posting it up on the Clear Skies uh, fan channel for everybody to check out. So it'll become non-exclusive. I'm going to just put it out there for everyone to check out and read. That'll give you a really good sense of the USS Ross and all of her decks and uh, locations. You can get to read the write-up that Sam wrote. is pretty good. Um, Thomas Maroney did that for us. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm understating like hell. 
it's, it's fantastic. fantastic. It is really rad. Um, I've got it open right now because it's become a GM reference on exactly how to narrate the ship. Because we're still learning the ins and outs of the USS Ross. So yeah, go check it out. And uh, I'll be posting that up. I would say stay tuned of uh, the Clear Skies fan discord. I'm going to be posting that up uh, probably tomorrow morning. Um, Quick shout out to Gina DeVivo for making my ears. <laughs> I, they were clipping, just glued them. and then Gina put them on a headband. I just wanted, I just wanted to acknowledge how perfect they look. Also, by Sorry. the way, yeah. I made an entire coat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. But Gina Aww. glued some ears to it. Yes, I did. Okay. This shit It got credit. really dark over here. I didn't realize you could just demolish someone on Twitch.tv. I thought that was against TOS. If I were a moderator, I'd ban you right now. I thought. Jake was, had forgotten to light the side, but I realized the shade was coming from Sandra. So, oh, dark. so dark over here. I'm in the mood. Um, so much. All right, but so I wasn't joking about sourcing around tonight. Um, yeah. We're going to be okay. Yes. Were there any? We're going to get through this. Got one more. You got, okay, okay. Rafe, yes. Uh, just shout out to the Discord. Yeah. It's, it's wild that you guys are creating so much content in this world, and I think it's amazing. But also, shout Jump out to stop. the mods who are like actually like reining all of that in. It's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Um, Our mods are the best. But yeah, uh, everyone should check the RP. It's very gay. There are lots of hikes <laughs> happening. Uh, there's lots a ship called the Penta. Yes. Um, I know, and I know that you thought it would annoy me because remember, I'm command and I see everything. <laughs> Jesus. I love yes. the memes that are happening. Um, oh my, my god, the memes, thing. everything. So anyway, thank I know you guys. Did you say hikes? hikes? <laughs> oh no, uh, I, uh, no, no, hikes, hikes, oh, hikes. hikes. Oh. I thought you said heists, and I, I was know. like, on what shit? Make it happen. What? <laughs> Make it happen. Now. You said um, heists about four times in a row. Spoiler no. alert, Rave lurks in the RP channel on <laughs> Whimsy Discord. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And watches all of our lovely Ross uh, sub-crew and Hawks oh, crew playing. Yes. And it's, uh, it's pretty wonderful. Not to limit your creativity. No, not to limit your creativity, but I just wanted to say, like, y'all are amazing and, like, keep <laughs> RPing because it, like, gives me life, you 7, know? 7,000 messages. Yeah, that's 7, wild. That's right wild. Now. So you're yeah. saying I have a lot of friends. All of them. It's amazing. There's a whole life. I'm, af I'm afraid. <laughs> it's really good. Okay, uh, cool. I think <clears throat> we have one more. We Do we have one more announcement? In fact, two. Okay. Because I do actually, like, okay. I have things to say. <laughs> Sam has things to say, damn it. Uh, so it was announced today on Twitter, so I can share that uh, I am part of B Dave's filming of Battle Lords of the 23rd Century. Woo! Uh, we did this short run playing B Dave's favorite game ever, <laughs> uh, which I think like came out did. in the 80s, but they are currently kickstarting or recently kickstarted the seventh edition, which is now available on DriveThruRPG. That's going to be coming out here on Q Times, and you should stay tuned. But they announced it today, which means I can talk about it today. And I'm excited! Yeah! <laughs> All right, that feels right. Let's go ahead and jump into tonight's episode of Clear Skies.
Wasted. Hey! <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Um, let's go ahead and jump into tonight's episode of Clear Skies. Um, we're doing fine. <laughs> we're, we're, um, My eminently capable crew. <laughs> yeah. Clear. So, so the USS Ross is burning in space. Fine. So anyway, um, when we last left off, it was uh, the stage had been set. The USS Ross had left space dock. You have a Romulan operative on board who defected from the Tal Shiar and is currently in sickbay. He's fine. <laughs> um, the USS Ross has departed for the Shackleton <clears throat> Expanse. The estimated travel time from Seoul Starbase 1 to Starbase 24 and then to the Shackleton Expanse. The journey from Starbase 1 to Starbase 24 is 1 month, 16 days, 17 hours. Upon arrival at Starbase 24, from 24 to the Shackleton Expanse, also known as Starbase 364, the travel time is one month, 11 days, four hours. A total travel time of two months at high warp. This is going to give you guys plenty of time to get to know the crew and the ship. Um, it's been two weeks since you don't even... <laughs> <laughs> it's been two weeks. Um, <laughs> I preempted that <laughs> before we broke out into. Um, oh, I didn't even. That I'm took too long because I knew I knew where Rave was gonna go. <laughs> it's my fault. I planted that. Seed. You did. You did. Yeah. So uh, it's been two weeks of journey already on the USS Ross, um, and already she is displaying a lot of personality. <laughs> All these technologies, these experimental technologies that are combined together, have some bugs that need to be worked out of the system. It has, stressed out, it man. It has been a really heavy workload. <laughs> um, she's holding it warp seven just fine. Um, warp engines and everything are working great, but lots of like bugs in the replicator system. Uh, transports going offline because of safety's kicking in, mm. um, and there were false red flags, like little things like that. Uh, all all the things that typically get run out in a shakedown cruise. Some of these problems, based off of the reports that you're reading, Chief Tech, mm. uh, they're resurfacing. And you were cautioned this might be the case because <laughs> of all the technologies that are interacting with each other. Um, however, <coughs> your engineering crew, the Ox crew, has been putting a lot of hours, a lot of overtime, and getting the job done. Um, and you, um, Captain Azari, have been running, are, are you are aware that your chief engineer has been running a tight ship. Of course. Um, it's already been a pretty heavy task flying out to Starbase 24. You have a ship that's a lot more full than usual because remember, you're also transporting some of the families mm -hmm. that are gonna be making a home at Shackleton. Um, so the crew complement um, which is a variable right now, but it's much higher than 2,500. Mm -hmm. um, as a result, um, it feels like a full house in this starship. Um, more so than it would in a typical starship of this size. It's not unusual to see multiple people walking down the spacious new corridors of the USS Ross. Um, the counseling staff has been coordinating with you, Commander Exio. Um, yes getting to know people. There's already been multiple appointments made for counseling staff. People, of course, taking advantage of the fact, hey, one of the bonuses of space travel, free therapy. Hot damn. <laughs> Take care of that. But Happy healthcare. It would, be, it would be free anyway, wouldn't it? Technically, yes. <laughs> um, oh. But never so close. <laughs> Just down the hall. Very true. Um, very, very true. <laughs> what about Bob? Um, 
Commander Vren has been uh, working out some of the interesting quirks in the system as well at Helm. Um, no problems in navigation, but Vren has been pointing out some of the, the essentially the, I'll put it this way, Tech. Mm-hmm. Vren has revealed himself to be an extraordinarily capable pilot. Not only a capable pilot, but somebody who has an instinct at the helm mm. that's extraordinary. Mm. Um, you, at first, started getting an instinct that maybe Vren had some kind of technical expertise in engineering. Mm-hmm. But what he reveals is not so much. He just no. knows how the ship feels already. It's a little thick up um, there, but talented here. <laughs> not too big on actually getting into the diagnostics of engineering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone saw that look from the captain from across the table. I know. I felt it. I took emotional damage. <laughs> yeah. I did nothing. I'm going to go ahead and reward myself good. one threat yeah. because of Sam's look. <laughs> I've done nothing unprovable. Anyway. This, this is the new, I have no idea what you're talking yeah. about. Um, <clears throat> so, but Vren has revealed that his instinct at the helm has revealed a lot of um, t- sort of um, enhancements that could be made to the navigation system mm-hmm. that could actually help the navigation, um, especially thruster control. Um, his impulse, no pun intended, his impulses at the helm um, have actually revealed some areas where you can sort of refine how the ship maneuvers. And working with in simulations mm-hmm. with... with uh, Lieutenant Vren, you've actually improved efficiency of the helm mm. considerably. Um, so there have been victories. Right. But these little things that I keep throwing at you, these little things that are happening all over the ship, is just to underline the length of space travel. The truth of the matter is, is the USS Ross is under orders to go directly to Shackleton Expanse. After stopping for a small step, you're going to be acquiring more staff at Starbase 24. Mm-hmm. From Star- Starbase 24, it's a straight shot to the Shackleton span, which means you only have one stop along the way. Weeks and weeks at warp can be a challenge to keep yourself very busy. Um, hmm. And the Ross seems to have been up to the task. The holodecks are in use, but more importantly, the promenade which is a new design on these on this particular starship, has been in heavy use. The promenade is essentially two decks that has been made available into a single space to host any kind of galactic event that might be taking place on a diplomatic level. Um, it is an extraordinary marvel of engineering to have this incorporated into the saucer section of the USS Ross. The promenade itself wraps around the entire front of the saucer section, all the way around creating this fabulous blue sort of like halo effect on her saucer. In the promenade, however, is a retractable shielding that slides over the window sets of the promenade itself. When it is open, and it almost is always open, you walk underneath the stars. In this case, stars at warp. The promenade itself is using all of the holographic technology that the Ross has to bear. As you know, the USS Ross is implementing a lot of technology technology that is being implemented on the starships. In particular, one of the most recent ones, of course, is hollow emitters that can be found on just about every area of the ship. Um, the hollow emitters are in full use here in the promenade when the promenade is in use. Essentially, you have waterfalls. You have large trees that stretch up to the ceilings. You are implementing... Some of the life here is organic and real. 
but a lot of it is a fabulous application of hologram technology to create a sustainable, relaxing space for people to come and visit. There's also a lot of spaces on the promenade to allow civilians who will be traveling on the USS Ross to set up shop. And by shop, because the Ox crew demanded it, there is in fact a space for a restaurant, an eatery, as it hmm. were. There is a place, uh, and this is not going to be a place that actually just uses replicator technology. This is a place that is actually being, yes, Chief Tech. It's stocked up and it is opening a kitchen. There is going to be cooks. There are going to be people cooking actual food that is going to be hopefully gathered from across Shackleton Expanse. That's why I'm um, on this boat. <laughs> and, and because Starfleet anticipated that not every species that could be encountered in the Shackleton Expanse in first contact missions are necessarily going to take well to replicated food. Mm -hmm. As we all know from Star Trek lore, it has a slightly variant taste that some species can taste very easily. Um, Chief Tech being one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there is a lot of spacious areas in the promenade to create an extraordinary uh, ring of socialization. Take that, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not starting a war. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Terra Nord is It already have. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> um, but there are other unique spaces on the ship that you've all become very, well, amazed at seeing that you've never seen on board a Federation starship before. Um, the promenade being the one, Cetacean Ops. Mm -hmm. Cetacean Ops, which, if I can refer to my guide here, is located... Hold on, I can also... Think it's deck three? If you get it for me, it's deck 13. It is. Crew services, deck 13, Cetacean Ops, an entire area of that deck... <laughs> Are you amazed yep. with Rave's organizational yep. skills? Yep. Rave, here, can you hold that you up? I want that everyone to see. Rave went you and created a, great a color coded. That looks exactly. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm going to show you what I did for Sally. It won't feel better <laughs> And then I took we a picture of that with my cell phone. I also took a picture. In fourth grade, I got most prepared. <laughs> You get a gold star. <laughs> what is it again that you do? I feel like the, so your life, your whole life has prepared you for exactly what it is that you do. The now. only reward I was given. <laughs> Thanks, Miss Hines. I, I returned every library book I ever checked out on time, from kindergarten oh, to fifth grade. God, that's so a given. The Thanks. bar is too low. <laughs> oh no, absolutely. Yeah, fifth not. grade is a low. I on. It's <laughs> the only reward I've ever gotten. Um, all right. Um, Citation Ops is currently. What? I'll give you more rewards. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. No. Do you want you know want to know what your actual reward is? Uh, yeah, no. We're all no. we're sitting at a table playing a game with you. Oh, yeah. Thanks for reminding me. And I haven't destroyed you yet. That's okay. There we go. That's true. Um, Cetitian Ops currently is actually empty. It is not. It is not currently staffed. That staff is actually waiting for you at Starbase Twenty Four. Mm -hmm. right. And personnel assignments from the Cetacean Ops um, centers are going to be transported over, as well as all the information and the crew that you're going to be getting from for Cetacean Ops. Um, the computer core is extraordinary. Of course, the computer core is the area of the ship that houses Exio, the commander. Um, Exio being a system unto herself, she is separate from the computer core and interacts with the computer the same way the crew does. But the extraordinary amount of processing power required to run Exio, this living hologram, has actually um, required the installation of its own separate computer core into the system. The computer core room itself is essentially three stories tall, located in the center of the ship. Um, 
Let's look up what deck that's on. Because, yes. I mean, you've What got... deck am I on? <laughs> Three decks? <laughs> well. Will this be in control? Like, what are we looking for? This would be the computer core control. Actually, this, I think, this would be. Um, we don't have to find it right now. I don't know. Um, the computer core, actually, it does have, we do actually have it, and Thomas has mapped it out for me. But the computer core itself is essentially a large room that has these obelisk-looking towers. And if you can imagine in Trek, those brightly colored displays, much like you see on our, uh, on our overlay right now in the bottom right corner, next to the uh, silhouette of the USS Ross. These sort of like highly lit displays that are showering across the front of these data cores that stand uh, 30, 40 feet tall. And it is, uh, the computer core itself wraps around the center of this room. Um, the people operating it are actually on hover chairs, moving up and around and constantly maintenancing the, the uh, computer core itself. They even get to um, sit while they work. That's and by the way, what, what I'm describing, by the way, is not purely out of my brain. This was actually concept design art that was actually incorporated mm. for the Galaxy class that just oh. never got used. Um, it's fascinating. No, they just um, used it in Wally. Well, yes. The main corridors are—they're not. The main corridors are slightly are not as I would say geometric looking as the typical galaxy class. Mm -hmm. These are a little more rounded, a little more spacious looking, and the wall paneling, of course, is completely available as it would be on any of these advanced starships, where you can access the computer anywhere you go. And of course, there are hollow emitters all throughout the ship. And they are very, very subtle, but they're always available. Very always sensitive. <laughs> um, stellar cartography has upgraded and is now using more than just view screens. Stellar cartography is now using interactive holographic technology as well. Um, you can now uh, you can now do <laughs> you can now use yes visual representations and plot course. You can actually um, through stellar cartography you can plot course and access the stellar database of Starfleet Command. Um, with a simple wave of your hand. I and think of that scene from Treasure Planet. Yes, uh -huh. very similar. The, ah! Very similar, yes. Good. Same sort of. Yeah. Um, the shuttle bay to the US Rus USS Ross. Shuttle bay one is, yes, Jody, massive. <laughs> um, it looks like the interior of a small convention center. Um, it is large enough to house multiple runabouts, um, as well as multiple shuttlecrafts, um, some of them type 11 shuttlecrafts. Um, and it actually comes with an Argo class reconnaissance transport, Ooh, wow. um, which is larger than uh, Denave class uh, runabout. We're fancy. Um, USS Ross is fully equipped for her time in the Shackleton Expanse. Mm. Um, and then there's Ten Forward, uh. which is exactly where she should be. She is deck ten in the front of the ship. Um, ten Forward is. I was just looking at this uh, because I was like, oh god, what if we're wrong? What if it's not on deck? <laughs> no, it's on deck. It's on deck. Um, it is. That's like the one place I was like, please the don't notes do not lie. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm going to give you guys a name because you've all been introduced to your bartender. Ooh. Your bartender. Yes, I'm sure already. I love them already. Your bartender is a Vulcan oh, named Solon. S O L U N. S-O-L-U-N. And Solon, by the way, is they, them. Sweet. Gender fluid. Um, and Solon is a very, very unique Vulcan. <laughs> Your time in getting to know Solon um, is, first of all, they are very personable. Um, hmm. 
they are they were not raised on Vulcan. What you've learned is they were actually raised on Beta Z to Betazoid parents. Oh wow. And uh, has not undergone the Kolinar, has not adapted Vulcan teachings, Mm-mm. and is the best way to describe Solon is What's up? So you just said a word that I have no clue what it means. They haven't undergone colonar? Colinar. Okay. Yeah, so colonar is the Vulcan discipline to purge one of all emotions. Not Great. every Vulcan does it, yeah. but those who want to advance in their disciplines mm-hmm. typically undergo it. Um, they front like they're rid of them for a real long time, but some of them undergo the ceremony that actually does the job. Got it. Fun fact, cool. Spock never underwent the colonar. Oh. Thank you. What does, uh, he literally was about to achieve it and said, nope. What does Solon look like? Solon, um, so Solon is, uh, Solon's very tall. Solon's about 6'2". Um, tall ship. Yeah. I am so tiny. Yeah. He's not a tall ship. That's very different. <laughs> yeah. Solon's 6'2", effeminate uh, features and very angular. Um, dark black hair that has a slight gloss to it, which is typical of, of Vulcans. Does not wear the typical uh-huh. Vulcan haircut. No. In fact, wears a. In fact, their hair is actually. Deanna Troy. <laughs> no, it's uh-huh. it's long. They uh-huh. have long hair. Can we get fan art ASAP? We already <laughs> have art on. Hair. It's already on yeah. um, the Discord. Okay, because yep. I am. I'm getting one. Yeah, Jesse. Yeah. Jesse um, Lee yeah. has already done some fan oh, art. Not the fur. <laughs> um, of course, uh, they them is is what they always go to, but they have also specified they. What, what, uh, any and all pronouns are acceptable. Pretty much. Solon, Solon is, is very comfortable and happy accepting any of those pronouns. Um, they, them is t- typically where they go because it's just, it's a little more uniform for people who are <laughs> who want to ask. So Solon is happy to, to, and I do mean happy, and it is an interesting thing to see on a Vulcan. Mm. Um, and the crew has taken to Solon very quickly. Um, for a Vulcan who is not undergoing the disciplines to control the emotion, Solon seems remarkably affable. Mm. Um, and y'all have been getting to know them more and more over the course of the past two weeks. Fun fact, Cations can't drink alcohol. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, so as we wrap this up, um, yeah. also out, multiple first aid stations, there are multiple sick bays. Main sick bay, however, mm. is where you will find Dr. McCrell. Yeah. Who is currently looking through a window mm-hmm. at a recovering Talshiar defe- defector who is laying on the medical bed? You've been given strict orders by Starfleet that no one, except for one member of your choosing of the nurse's staff mm. and the captain and Exio, has access to the wrong one. Yes. Everyone else needs permission from captain. Um, and yes. <laughs> yes, your irritation is valid. <laughs> that Starfleet Command did pass those orders. However, it was also specified the captain could say who Captain's to go. permission. That's correct. Oh, wow. Um, look, look at this blanket. It says permission on it. <laughs> I have handed it to you. Um, Enjoy it and keep warm. So we're going to, now that it. all of that is done with, you guys have gotten to know the, the, the USS Ross a little bit. Um, I will just go ahead and say this as a supplementary point to uh, both Ox Crew watching and you guys here that we are going to have visuals eventually of what the interior of our ship looks like. So stay tuned for more information about that. Um, Right now in sickbay though, as some of the Ox Crew is moving about, going about their business, checking medical files, and continuing to get the sickbay set up, um, you've been watching 
It's your standard moment where you stop in front as you're sipping tea and looking into this window to see where the vitals are at as the computer display screen has actually raised up a digital display on mm -hmm. the window in front of you that you can interact with, much like a transparent screen. So much easier than pads for my paws. Yes. Yeah, pad technology is actually slowly beginning to phase out of starships. At this exactly. point, we're getting into the touchscreen, the holographic touchscreens that are in front of you. Um, but as you are looking at this, you do notice that the vitals have started to shift a little bit, and you detect the telltale signs of a Romulan that's waking up. Excellent. Um, and that is where <clears throat> we begin tonight's narrative. Uh, I'm going to go in and wait patiently for him to look up. I'm just going to sit right by the bed. That way, he doesn't wake up alone. As you approach the door, um, Prawl's security codes that he had had put onto this door mm. um, immediately recognize you as you approach, and you hear access granted. The door opens up as you step into the room. Um, you approach the bed just as you see the eyes begin to flutter a little bit and slowly open. Well, hello there. And his eyes try to focus upon you. Again, the Romulan is a middle-aged man. Mm. Um, looks a bit on the rugged side, but you're not sure how much of that was surgical decision and how much is actually his original features. But um, he still has, he still looks human. The only thing that would indicate that this is a Romulan is his anatomy, his mm -hmm. biology. Um, he's dark sort of graying hair a bit over the top with some streaks going in. He has sort of that, uh, uh, he has sort of a Brian Cranston look. Okay. Think of it like that. Okay. Um, he has, and his, his eyes are kind of coming to and he focuses on you a little bit and he just says, you see him taking stock of where he is and you see him react suddenly. Like he just kind of relaxes and he says, I'm on a starship. Yes, you specified you needed to be on the Ross, and our captain made sure that uh, you were cargoed. His hand very weakly raises, and gently, as as much strength as he can muster, he kind of like claws at your your jacket, your mm -hmm. coat, for a second until his hands tighten into a fist, and you realize this sort of feeble gesture, which initially you thought was sort of vulnerable is in fact a little aggressive and as he squeezes he says this is not a deception i'm on a starship i'm on the ross yes you are on the ross but please keep yourself calm you've, you've been your body still has undergone very extreme trauma he looks down as suddenly remembering that he's taken a wound and he says how am i alive what what has happened your assassin had horrible aim it's impossible. Well, then maybe you're just extremely lucky. Evidence would suggest that that too is impossible. And he leans back into his bed and he exhales for a second and says, How did I get here? We transported you from Starfleet. There are things missing in my memory. Oh, you've been out for weeks. You've been in and out of consciousness. Weeks? Oh. Oh, yes. At least. What has happened? The ambassador. Did... Oh, they're fine. They're fine. They're here. In fact, they've uh, visited you a few times to make sure that you are all right. I must speak to them. 
And he starts to get up. Mm, you are no. <laughs> um, no. He has no strength to fight you. So as your clawed hand kind of gently rests against his chest, I'm he stops. I'm stronger than I look. <laughs> <laughs> I am small but mighty. So lay down. <laughs> he, uh, he tries to force himself up, and there is no strength to it. Um, he pushes kind of feebly against your, your hand, and then he lays back. Relax. Says, I need to speak to the ambassador. And that can easily be done here. You are not going anywhere. All right? You need yes. to regain your strength. Yes. All right. Please call the ambassador. Uh, I didn't catch your name. Dr. McCrell. You saved me. I... no. There was a team of doctors who actually performed the surgery. I've kept you stable since then. Trust me, you probably wouldn't have made it um, being transported the way... They, you were not very healed when we moved you onto the ship. Yes, I, I, here I am. I have kept you alive. Put it that way. I didn't save you initially. I wasn't even there. I was on Mars. Long story. Okay. I'll call for the ambassador. Okay. <laughs> First, I'll call the captain. <laughs> As you lean back in. Um, what is Captain Azuri Sol doing? Statistically speaking, pat work. Okay, so in Just your... Just by hours of the day? In your ready room? Presumably pat work, In yes. your ready room, there are still bags that you have not unpacked. There has been no time. The moment you got on board, you have had to immediately start organizing and administrating this entire vessel. Um, I know it impacts my mental well-being when things aren't unpacked, but it needs to not be done so that other things could be. <laughs> I don't need that from you. <laughs> and another threat is gained. <laughs> it's a nice threat. It's a threat with a smiley face on it. Um, okay, um, you hear a chirping sound of your communicator. This is Captain Sol. Captain, this is Dr. McCrell. Our sleepy little stowaway has awakened and would love to speak to the ambassador. I told them that I would contact you first. For Thank access, of course. Of course. I will comms the ambassador and the commander and meet you down there. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, he actually is a, a little bit more awake now, so he actually might speak coherently. Here's Unlike the last good. time. You know, I found the thing about the flying pancakes to be fascinating, quite frankly. I, it made me very hungry. Deep insight into the subconscious, I'm sure. Yes. I'm on my way. Soul out. He's looking at me very confused. All right, Captain, I'll see you soon. <laughs> um, cut to the bridge. Yes. Um, as described, the helm and sign stations are literally neighbored desks. And Vren has definitely been using this opportunity to occasionally whisper over to you a bunch of irrelevant things uh, from time to time. Um, you will find that every now and then, as Vryn is running through some uh, like checks on the helm and navigation, um, he leans forward at one point and goes, Hey, Lacat. 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 Yes, Vren. Guess what? We're still at warp seven. Oh, God. Can I roll a determination? <laughs> like, it's a body test, like a composure <laughs> Do we have composure checks in this room? Composure checks? Yeah. Uh, a voluntary composure check. Yes. No wonder everyone loves friends so much. Uh, yes, that would be a command 
that would be that would be a presence command. Uh, control command, I'd say. Control reason. Keep command. control command, please. I mean, it's, it's technically presence command. Control has more to do with um, manipulation. Manipulation and like, yeah, this is more of a because you're trying to. Well, no, it it could go either way, honestly. Because control is like your discipline. To, yeah, I'm gonna say control. Oh, thank God. Make a control. <laughs> control daring. I'm gonna say the difficult. Control command. Yes. Um, there's not really. A, I'm not gonna. You know what? It's red. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm gonna say the difficulty at one. Difficulty at seven. I was like, it feels like it should be a difficulty zero, but no, no. But it's not though. Oh God, two successes. Thank God. Uh, okay. All right. Great. Momentum. 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 Oh, see, we need that for later. Okay. Yes, run. We're only at warp seven. Only. Warp seven. That's fast. We're going fast. It's it's faster than warp six. How fast can the ship go? Uh, well, warp nine point nine eight by most standards. And so we're only at seven, huh? <sighs> you think I should violate orders and take us up to warp nine? No. You're gonna get us killed. Get killed. I think that um, <sighs> you should. I think that you should do what you think is best. <laughs> is the cat laughing while she says this? this? <laughs> the cat is an actual cat! Okay, an actual when, cat. When, you, when you say that laughing, he just goes, okay, well that definitely means I shouldn't do it. Oh god. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'm glad, um, oh god. How, how is how's science going on over there? Have you scanned anything? Like um, how, what, what hours of the shift do we have? It's like, an eight-hour shift. It's an eight-hour shift from what so time to what time? Starts, we have the alpha, so we have the yeah. nine-to-five. Nine-to-five? The nine-to-five shift is you guys. Um, so if he shows up or... <laughs> no, who am I kidding? Bren doesn't show up on time. <laughs> yes. um, he does? He does? Oh, Bren is okay, very Okay, then he yes. catches the end of Jane's... Uh, it's not quite Good Morning Vietnam, but it is, like, to her science officers every morning. She definitely, like, checks in with them mm -hmm. and has, like... Like a touch base, you like know, a like pep talk. Kind yeah, of well, well, more like a here's where we are on the brackets, like so, like like a text scrum. Exactly, exactly. Like uh, okay. Lieutenant So and So said that they, you know, saw a spatial anomaly, but I say Pixar didn't happen, but that would raise them 15 <laughs> points in the bracket, which would place them at first. So therefore, you know, please put all your concerns with this lieutenant, um, and then just like check ins and just. Basically, like a pep sure. talk, okay. and so I think that he catches the end of that, and which is probably the only, like, actual like bit of science that he sees just do. Otherwise, she like pretty much keeps to herself, I would say. Okay. And then, uh, so when he asks me how my science is going, I say, sciency. Good, good. That's good. That's putting that's putting the Ross's resources to good use. Are you a fan of science? I don't know much about it. I know that it's involved with making the ship go, and that is something I need. I mean, you're not wrong about that. That's quite certain. I, if we want to go from seven to nine, we... Science is involved. It's involved, very yeah. much so. Um, yeah. This is, might be the first real conversation we're having. This is strange. Yeah. Hey, uh, our, first, our first space mystery. What's our what what part of this is a mystery? The, the we're having a real conversation. Is that a mystery to you? Wait, I thought you were making it a mystery. Didn't you say it was strange? I mean, I was being poetic. I was being funny. 
then why am I not laughing? I don't know. You were laughing earlier. And I didn't think <laughs> I'm of, laughing now. I, so what that's makes you true. laugh is not following orders. Oh, so that's God. Violating, violating Starfleet protocol. And then he sits up straight and gets quiet as the, the door opens and the captain walks out and starts heading for the turbo lift. Oh, boy. Thank <laughs> he God. He goes right back to his... <laughs> At least he knows something. <clears throat> says, captain on bridge. <laughs> Anything to report? Maintaining course at mm. warp seven, Captain. All right, good. Keep it at warp seven. All right, Captain. I'm sorry. <laughs> Confirming with science, Captain. Making sure that our velocity is just as the readouts are on the navigation systems here. Happy to report that they are, sir. At the case, Lieutenant. Sir. This Cardassian at the helm, the science station, someone thumbs up the captain. I press the lift button, I get in the turbo lift, a valiant attempt. I'm gonna make my way to Um. As the doors close, he, he just goes, it was pretty good. And then he goes back to the... Didn't say yes, didn't say no, so So... I do think that during these last two weeks, I would like us to have been working on something mm -hmm. because we've had these schematics for the last two weeks yeah. of this chip that's been in this Romulan's mm -hmm. brain, right? And so if there's a way that we could be just examining it, because mm -hmm. what, like, so technology is off, uh, obviously like influenced by culture, right? So I would love to like examine this chip and see how, and like put it basically next to like previous Romulan technology mm -hmm. and see like, essentially like try to predict what their next step is going to be. I would like to help with that as too, because yeah. it's a medical... We can say that that was definitely a big side project thing. that's happening. Yeah. When you're not on main duty, the captain mm -hmm. probably has allocated you to just yeah. basically going over this chip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And by the way, um, down in main engineering, um, the engineering core for the USS Ross is extraordinary because they have taken what has worked on the Sovereign class and Intrepid classes and tried to meld some of the more advanced technologies of the latest and most advanced warp core in mm -hmm. Starfleet. Um, I am going to go ahead and give you fair warning. Oh. That because I just loved her too much, I have brought back from session zero Ensign <gasps> Alandari. Okay. <laughs> your right hand Andorian uh, engineer assistant. Mm -hmm. She is. Could you spell that for me? Yes. Um, A U L Y N space D A R I. Alindari. Um, Insindari Insin is um, a very efficient worker. She has kept up with every step of any 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 of the agendas that you have laid out. She has been organizing a lot of the main engineering staff and keeping things running smoothly. She is a complainer. Right. Um, right. She, <laughs> she mumbles, she bitches, she moans. She's just, she's not happy about the workload. Right. Except she loves it. Right. Um, she finds a way, what's that? She's Andorian. She, she's finding a way to channel her aggression into her work. Mm -hmm. And as a result, she's constantly sounding like she's hating everything she's doing. But it's clear from working with her these past two weeks that not only is she brilliant, but she's in love with her job. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you are the only person that has, that she, you, she is the only person that has gotten away, like, 
She, she's the only person that's got back mouth and back a little bit, a little oh. bit. Um, but it's not, uh, it's not, it's not done to any of the other staff. Yeah, which that's you've good because that would have been a problem. Yeah. Um, back down to main engineering right now. Mm. Um, she just comes back uh, down the turbolift, and as she steps off and approaches you, she goes, "All right, so we just finished running the diagnostics on the secondary warp core." Yeah. How'd that go? There's a rivalry. What? Between our secondary engineering staff. No, 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 we're a team. We're a big old two warp cord family. That's not how it's developing, sir. <sighs> They're becoming, there's a rivalry. Yeah, okay. And All right, right. we can use this though, huh? Let's yeah. make it a, a, a friendly competition, eh? Yeah, we could do, I don't know, uh, like competitions, maybe like, the, oh, sports teams or something, like maybe in the holodeck. That'd be oh. kind of great. Well, I'm going to leave this in your capable hands, but I've got some bad news. Uh, before Ushan for everybody, then. Everyone's going to be in an Ushan competition. I'm going to head it. Oh, gosh. take care of it. Okay. Well, remember, we're just going to be considerate of other people's feelings. Sure. And I'm yeah. going to need you to realign uh, the auxiliary resonance matrix, just when you get the time. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. If you need me, I'll be somewhere else for the next 300 years. I've got one more piece of bad news. I'm actually going to be working with Lieutenant Lacat and uh, and Vral on the uh, the helm, so. Okay. I won't need you on that project anymore. Okay. Okay? Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I, I'm good being allocated somewhere else. Okay. Yeah, I'm good on that. <laughs> All right. Well, I enjoy working with you so much. Thank you very much. Uh, can, can I ask you for a favor? Anything. Um. If anyone comes to you, uh, sir, and mentions that I may have made some inappropriate comments about our work core being bigger, could you just look the other way? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> you will cut that out right now. I never heard that it happened. It never did happen. They're being aggressive. Am I understood, Ensign? Yes, sir. That's all. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. She turns on her heel, and um, you can see her flexing her hand as she's walking away and mumbling to herself about Ushan. <laughs> she strolls out. Um, where would Commander Exio be right now? Uh, she's in the holodeck. Okay. What's she doing in the holodeck? Um, she, she's having, um, this is her off time, so she's having um, uh, some quiet time, and, and, and this is where she goes to think. Okay. What's her quiet time look like? Would you like to know? Yes. 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 Oh, I want to know what it is. Like, duh. We're well, watching it to describe things. Yes. Okay. Well, then, um, what you would see is a smash cut to um, uh, a very wide, um, open, flat space, um, light hardwood floors that sort of stretch to nothingness. The room almost has a, a, a vignette of darkness around in a sort of faded area, and there's um, some spotlights. Um, Shining from straight overhead, mm -hmm. and um, and there is some very very loud um, orchestral music playing, and um, Exio is rampantly um, um, performing uh, uh, 
contemporary sort of modern dance-esque um, movements, um, lo lots of leaping <laughs> and, and sort of lots of arm movements and, and, um, and that is what she is doing. I love that. What's fascinating <laughs> is as you go through the motions, a blur of, of just a a leaf on the wind, as it were, as you're no. dancing across the <laughs> light beams. That's but, exactly. Well, I'm reclaiming that. It's beauty, it's reclaiming. poetry, and screw it. Um, but as you are dancing across the light beams yes. of this uh, this performance piece by yourself in the holodeck, um, as this particular piece comes to an end with a crescendo, just just fades out, and you gently extend your hands, immediately met by the juxtaposition of dead silence as the music stops. And for a moment, there is a realization that you you knew that here in the holodeck, your program is able to simulate on a higher level of complexity than it does in the standard hollow emitters across the ship. And as you exhale, you look down and notice the little droplets of sweat that have formed around your knuckles from dancing. <sighs> yes, I like this space, too. Much better than the last three. <laughs> the last three. Too invasive, too harsh. I kind of like the overhead lighting. Looks intense. Creates a mirror. Yes. With a wave of the hand, it just... <laughs> Very intense. Goes with the piece well. <sighs> Door chirp. Oh, oh. <clears throat> yes? Door open. Oh! <laughs> oh, the door opens? It's a door chirp. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the darkness oh. is broken suddenly with a beam of light coming in from a very crowded corridor of people walking. The door, of course, being in the holodeck, appears out of thin air as it just. Who steps in? Is that the captain? Captain comes walking Apologies. in. Apologies. My music must have been on a little too loud. <laughs> Not at all. The computer said you were. Here, I thought I would come by to gather you. Yes! Our Romulan colleague has woken up and has asked to see the ambassador. I thought we might both accompany. Ah, wonderful. Okay, um, appropriate dress. <laughs> the sweat droplets, everything immediately vanishes, and Exio appears just as they did when you first met her. She is in full command uniform and ready to go. Has the ambassador been informed? Not yet. I was coming to pick you up. First. Wonderful. I'm sure they'd be most delighted. Was this the Tchaikovsky? Yes. I think I got the light just right this time. If I may, I'd love to see later. Well, I may or may not have been practicing for such an event. Oh, too kind. <laughs> Ambassador Mojanil. Yes, Captain? You hear barking in the background. <laughs> Patience. Quiet, please. Thank you. Ah, uh... Our colleague we met at Starfleet Headquarters has woken up. Perhaps you would meet me and the commander right outside main sick bay on deck 12? Of course, Captain. Um, of course. I, I'll be there uh, promptly. Thank you. I'm going to slip the Jeffrey's tube down the deck. <laughs> yes. Taking the Jeffrey's tubes? Uh, it's just one deck down to main sick bay from uh, Holodex 1 to 4. Love this packet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One thing we never had with the Sally ride was this right. diagram <laughs> of everything. We just never had this access. It's pretty amazing. Um, so, yeah, we uh, pop out of the Jeffrey's tubes. So, the two of you, as you. Question. Yes. Is there hollow meters in the Jeffrey's tubes? 
Uh, yes, we actually talked about this and how they're mm-hmm. happy. Because we decided that, um, in, in the, in, because there's two reasons why. One, there is EMH on this ship yes. that would need access in case there was an emergency and down sure. there, but also because of you. Essentially, the Ross anticipating the need of the commander to be able to access that area of the ship. Because... I kicked up exactly one quarter fuss during the uh, build process. <laughs> Either way, I have this, so no. not a problem. Just no. wondering if I had to activate. Yep, it's good to know, and then we keep you on the more stable computer core system. So I can just the wall and uh, grab uh, one of the uh, mag slides. So the upgrades, and, and some of the ox group heard me talking about this. Now, the as, as ships have advanced, Jeffrey's tubes have changed. They're no longer crawling on hands and knees as you're moving throughout this long space. They have upgraded, particularly on sovereign class vessels, they are now spaces you can walk through or move through in any other way. Um, However, because this is a galaxy variant class, it uses a lot of the same framing that the old galaxy classes have always used. The Jeffrey's tubes are larger, but they are still crawl spaces, essentially. Not big enough to really stand in. Um, bigger, but not big enough. Not for a um, captain, anyway. Yeah, especially <laughs> not very, for very tall over captain. six foot Captain Saul. Oh, um, thank you. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, that's right. Uh, what is it? Six three? Six five. Six five. Oh, I, I two inches taller than me. Six um, five. Getting getting close to BA height. <laughs> not a competition. No, <laughs> like you know, you're don't underestimate Sam on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, as y'all move into the uh, the essentially one of the one of the doors opens up and you move into one of the maintenance areas where you hit a junction point where you see all of these Jeffrey's tubes. There are a couple of instances in here that immediately stiffen a state of attention as the command staff walks in. Keep doing what you're doing. They nod. Thank you, sir. And hello. <laughs> hello. Shut up. They go back to... <laughs> Keep moving so they can relax as quickly as possible. Yes. Um, this is interruption. Um, you it walk over and elbow the side, uh, like one of the maintenance panels, and it opens up and these boards immediately come out. And you see Captain Soul take one of these boards that looks, you identified immediately as it has a magnetic holster on it, just clip it onto their body. Latch it to what used to be a ladder, but is uh, rebuilt so they're rails that the Mm -hmm. board can latch onto. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you can imagine if someone can't use ladders. Yeah. And you watch as Captain Saul literally just walks over to it and just goes and activates the board and just goes up and into a Jeffrey's tube. Yeah. Um, and you follow after. This is actually the first time I've done this. Oh, so I normally just blip where I need to go. <laughs> so, but this seems way more exciting. It's a ride. I'm navigating the map rather than fast travel. Yeah. Um, it is literally just push and then skating down this. <laughs> you are. Oh my god, you guys, Gina's magboarding. Oh yeah! Uh, <laughs> this came up during <laughs> um, And you basically, the two of you just <laughs> moving at high speed um, down the Jeffreys tubes, passing junction points. You pass a couple of work crews that are uh, just maintaining some of these uh, Jeffreys tubes areas with on their own magboards, literally just press a button and they go <laughs> up onto the wall as you all make a hole, as they say in the, in the Navy, just <laughs> you goes right past them. Um, on your left. <laughs> yeah. You hit one of the junction points and go down to the next level and just... And you are down one deck level. It takes about five minutes 
of just travel time zipping down through these corridors. Um, XAO, it is an yes. understatement to say that that was fun. <laughs> As you just zip on through. Much less efficient for me personally, but way more exhilarating. <laughs> I'm not saying these are better than turbo lifts, but that's because we both already know. Let's find out whether the ambassador has beaten us uh, to the sick bay. Let's see. You slide the boards right back into the wall junction point where you see the replicator tech that's inside immediately reclaim it. And the system enters standby. Both of you slide your boards in and step out of the maintenance area and step into a very busy hallway. Um, people immediately stand, stand aside. You see a bunch of civilians. Some of these people are carrying equipment in the hallways, set it down and move aside so the two command staff can get by. Ox crew is very busy trying to get the, the Ross fully functional. Um, two weeks, they've gotten her in really good shape, but there's still a lot to do. She's a big ship. Um, and it takes a few moments to make your way down the corridor, even with people moving aside, until you finally shh, come to the large double doors that lead to the main sick bay. Stepping into the main sick bay, this is a very spacious sick bay. About twice the size of the old Galaxy-class sick bays, it is capable of housing multiple sick beds um, mm -hmm. on a scale that is probably could accommodate up to about 24 crew members if necessary in the emergency sick bay areas. Then, of course, the original doctor's office off to the side, um, where you see through the windows um, Chief Medical Officer Lieutenant Commander McCrell. Just call on, me doctor. It's fine. On the other side of the window. That's, that's very worthy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the two of you approach the secured door, which immediately identifies both of you and says, security access granted. <laughs> Opens up, and you see the commander and X, you see the commander and the captain step into the room. Oh, wonderful. Captain Exio. Pleasure to see you again. Yes. Uh, our, our little friendly stowaway is awake. Is the ambassador on their way? Yes, they are. And wonderful. that, just on cue, you come stepping into the medical bay. And up the door. Ambassador? Captain, may I? I'm going to walk over to the door of the sick bag as you come in and just escort you so I can very quietly say to you with a mind to how much he's listening for. Yes, of course, access granted. Immediately, you feel slight confusion from him as you enter the room but you also feel this sense of urgency. Um, he's excited right now, as he's kind of, which is betraying how he looks because he is in rough shape. The Romulan kind of shifts a little bit, and when he sees you all coming in, he starts making a motion to sit up. Mm. At <sighs> Try not to get too excited. You might pass out again. <laughs> I have a spray ready. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing a knockout hypo spray. <laughs> I appreciate your preparation. So I don't want him to overexert himself. He's still healing. Some of his organs still haven't been finished. But he's rebuilding. What? He looks at you, my org. You have a lot of transplants. Is that the right? Yes. What, 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 what was he doing? It was getting, they were getting... Yeah. They were yeah. replicated. Replicated. They're, they're, yes, synthetic enhanced. You're still synthetic. being replicated mm -hmm. inside. You're stable, just, I'm ready. Um, he, at that point, finally, he reaches down and he starts pulling up his no, shirt. No, 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 no. He says, I would like to see my wound. And he 
pulls up his shirt. Um, as he pulls up, you can see there is no scar. And he looks at it and he touches it and just says, Oh, here. I'm going to pull up a chart of the what the inside looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to do like before and after shots. The medical history, and he says, yeah, I've seen it. Then he leans back. Thank you. You're looking fine now, but rest. I should be dead. I know. Yes. I don't know how you saved me. We it had, shouldn't have been possible. We had some very... Uh, very efficient crew members who found you in my old home. Yes. Am I on board the USS Ross? You are. What has happened since last I spoke to you? The last thing I remember is giving you a message. Which I relayed to my captain. You and I have, in fact, met once before. You weren't feeling very well. It was very shortly after the attack. I don't remember that. That's fine. You don't need to. <sighs> you asked to come aboard my ship. You told me about your family. I told you about my family? In broad strokes. <sighs> I don't know how much of it was delirious, so if you're feeling better, I wouldn't mind hearing again in more detail. Um, there's an unease you're starting to sense from him now. As he glances at Exio and the captain and then back to the doctor and then to you finally. Um, you did ask me to find people that I trust to give your information to. And these are the people that I chose. I would like not to exclude them from whatever it is you're about to say, if at all possible. No, it's, but it's important. You're right. It, it is important that what I have to say be heard by everyone here. I just don't know. I'm not used to trusting people. Um, Owen moves closer and just reaches out and gently takes his hand and just sort of holds it. And, like, Deltons have this ability that's sort of mentioned, but you and I haven't talked about it, so mm. we can talk about it more later, but they have the ability to accept other people's pain. Yes, we see it happen very, very obviously in Star Trek The Motion Picture. After Chekhov gets a plasma burn, um, Ilya is able to literally take his pain away. Mm -hmm. um, uh, as you touch his hand, you see he starts to relax a little bit. Um, his physical discomfort apparently is not that great. Um, McCrell has done, the medical staff here has done a very good job making him comfortable. It's very much of an emotional sort of like, it's not surprising, he's a Tal Shiar agent. Um, he stiffens a little bit as, as he looks around and you get the impression he's about to say what he has to say. You feel that sort of anxiety rise a little bit, even with you touching his hand. Um, he says, how much did I tell you before I last passed out. Me almost nothing except that you needed to be on the ship. Yes. I wasn't privy to the conversation you had with the captain, so I, I don't know. The other agents, did the names get to Starfleet Command? They have been taken care of in so many words. Good. Good. 
I considered myself a patriot, Captain. I know that's something you hear from a defector all the time when you have defectors. We've certainly heard it before. And had the events that have happened on Romulus not have happened, there's a good chance in the interest of full disclosure, I would still be an entrenched undercover operative working against Starfleet right now. And instead you respond to the circumstance in which you find yourself. That seems reasonable to me. I don't begrudge you. Good. I sense there's a level of professional respect here for what we do. I know your intelligence. So, you did your research before coming to find our ambassador. Yes. I should expect nothing less. What do you know right now that's happening in the Empire? There's a schism. Sila is attempting to accrue power. Yes. To herself, uh, the yes. agent that came after you. I was an agent for Sila. So were the other two agents, as you probably surmised. Yes. One of them came after me. He was. Starfleet was able to uh, flush him out. There is a brief flashback of that horrible moment in the hallway. Um, as the captain kind of understates the events that took place that chaotic day, um, he nods like he understands and says, There are some of us that serve the Tal Shiar because we honestly believe that the Tal Shiar looks out for the best interest of the Romulan people especially in this time of change. It has traditionally been the glue that holds our empire together, roots out the enemies of the Romulan people. You have to understand that my people have a very clearly defined sense of right and wrong. It gives us clarity, purpose. And that is why I became a member of the Tal Shiar. But now, Sila is moving to consolidate her power. There was a senator, Senator Yared. He was very popular. And indeed, a lot of those in Romulus were certain the senator would become the next Praetor. He is a good man. What happened to him? He was assassinated. Of course. Some of us foolishly believed that we had achieved some level of stability in the aftermath of Shinzon. You see his mouth contort like he's trying to spit, but he can't find the saliva. He just wants to get the name out of his mouth. Um, I had brief discourse with your empire long ago and I have a difficult time 
wrapping my mind around why. I mean, I understand that having done your research about our captain, you would want to get into contact with them, but you could have chosen anyone from our ship to deliver your message. Why me? As you said, I did my homework. I read your records. And I found you to be what the Federation would consider someone with a selfless streak. And to be blunt, my training has taught me how to identify targets who would be gullible or susceptible for someone that I could take advantage of. In this case, I was looking for someone who I knew I could trust. Those qualities that agents try to find as weaknesses, so many in the Romulan Empire still believe that that's the case for the Federation, but after spending years on Earth, I have learned that these are not the case. You say years? Seven years in deep cover. Seven is an interesting number. Quite specific. The Dominion War created enough chaos for the Romulans, my people, to do what we needed to do. We originally envisioned a world where the Federation was under the heel of the Dominion, and if that were going to be the case, we needed to be there to know what was happening. But once the war was joined, All that changed were the opportunities. We knew that there would be an after war and that things would eventually go back to the way they were. Why remove an operative? You say seven years. I need to know more about the chip inside your head. I was wondering why that hurt. He rubs the back of his head. Yes. I need as much information as you can give me. They don't tell the agents anything about those chips. How long does it, how long can your brain uh, survive the deterioration? They don't tell us that either. So you were taking time bomb for seven years and you didn't even know when your last, when you take your last breath. I should say that my poetry has gotten much better, knowing that every day could be my last. He says with a sort of wry smile. There is a standard time frame of three years. I know for three years I'm safe. We know this from experience. Um, how is his brain now? Like, I obviously have done scans. You, you've seen that there is a degeneration taking place. Yeah. Um, Even six to eight months? Yes. Um, yeah. He's probably going to start having symptoms in the next month or so. Mm-hmm. They'll start finally showing up. Okay. Um, That's what I'm going to try and prevent. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, just enough time for us to get close to this character. <laughs> yep, just enough time for us to like him. Writer. The writer in the yeah, yeah. is like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I see what you're doing. Son of a bitch. Um, he so can we... certainly try. <laughs> we have you. Meet Dr. McCrow. I know. I'm we, ready. We, she she will foil the three all dastardly attempts to hurt our feelings. <laughs> we will 
We will reverse From this, the most feelings-destroying GM. There, you have no word now. (laughs) So, you target me to get to our captain, to get to our ship, which you have now successfully done. What's next? That depends, because there are gaps in my memory. You said you dealt with the other agent? Very briefly. What is my status? You're, You're dead. dead. Didn't well, you notice? You feel, when you say that, you you see he turns and looks at you for confirmation. He says, is that true? This relief. You can feel like he's exhaling for the first time in years. And he leans back and he says, they're safe. But only if... The lies believed. Yes. Starfleet intelligence wouldn't have bought it for a minute. Do you think the Tashiar will? Possibly. Why are they endangered? If you were until now such a loyal operative. The Tashiar employs many avenues, some of them less creative and a little more traditional than others to ensure loyalty at all times. Yes. But if I'm dead, I died a hero to the Empire. If I'm alive, I am a liability. So why did you ask me to bring you back to them? Wouldn't that put them further in danger than thinking that you were simply gone and going about their lives? I took a chance. Sila has to be stopped. There's a shadow civil war being raged in the Romulan Empire right now. It's divided between two camps, and those who want to see the Romulan Star Empire move forward, and Sila, who wants to consolidate her power and become, I don't know what, the next Praetor, perhaps? I don't know what Do you think Praetor would be good enough for her? No, I don't. Everything I know about Sila tells me that she would never accept a government that relied upon the opinions and thoughts of others. She's most likely to try to establish herself as a singular power of some kind. An empress. Possibly. The Romulan Star Empire has not seen such a thing in a long time. Wouldn't you be recognized immediately once we brought you back? Let me explain. It was not in my plan to be thought of as dead. I needed to get back to Romulus to save my family. But now that I'm dead, they are saved. All I have to do is stay dead. Captain, I have an idea. With your permission, I could, and of course yours, try and do different argumentations to your face. Yes. A different disguise. Yes, I would agree with this. Yes, I see what you're saying already. Yes, that would be... A, where you be could final. see your family again and they would not know... No. No, I can never go back. This is too good, he says with a smile. If I'm dead, it's best that I never see them again. They are guaranteed their safety. If I return now, there's a risk. But at least you won't be recognized. That will continue to ensure their safety, and I will take that offer if, if you are giving it. So where are you looking to go, then? Why did you hitch this ride? As I said, I was going to save them. And now that that is no longer a concern of you? Now, 
change my face and drop me at the nearest port, I suppose. Unfortunately, the nearest port is not going to be happy about a Romulan being dumped on the doorstep. Lucky you remember our, gen- our destination? And we are en route. I'll let you extrapolate the territory we now move through. I see. Yes. No, I figured. I didn't think you were just going to let a Romulan spy defector just off at the next stop. But worth trying, yes? You seem kind enough. It was worth the ask. Asking is free, I suppose. Captain, you should know. Since you are being kind to me and since I no longer have a home, So there is no lies between us. My time in deep cover was not clean. I am a Talchiar operative and there are things I did. I am not going to specify what, but I will say that before you consider being any kinder to me, you should make an informed judgment. If there's going to be any trust, I might as well be forthcoming. That would be lovely. My decision was not in an effort to be kind. It was more so to keep up the appearance of you being dead. I can't speak for the entire crew, but if he was at Starfleet for seven years, someone here could recognize him once he's up and about. Right now, he's hidden well enough in the private med bay, but... Well, any surgeries you choose to undergo are purely a factor of your own medical consent. So I leave that to you, but the doctor brings up an excellent point, and I have been asked to put you under deep cover aboard my ship, so we will need some way for you to interact. I could undergo the surgeries with, um a very select staff captain to where only the senior staff would know of his true appearance. Again. Entirely. Yes. Start thinking of how you'd like to make yourself useful aboard my ship. Oh, that. This is the beginning of many conversations. I understand the kind of work that you did. I'm under orders. For the glory of the Romulan Empire. Or something. Mm. One day at a time. You, at that point, it's almost on, like, this perfect beat where you see his vitals shift a little bit as you see his his strength kind of, like, he's trying to keep his eyes open a little bit. (laughs) I, I do have a thing I want to say to him before, mm-hmm. like, as everybody's filing out. Sure. Um, and I just kind of, I squeeze his hand again and I go, when you are up and walking about, do not ever pro- approach me from behind again, especially not if my dog is around. You would not want to test my patience. And then I walk out. Um, he watches you walk out. Um, door closes behind you. Commander, any thoughts? Well, 
Yeah, do you want to do a psych profile on him since you just spent like a few minutes listening to him? Just doing nothing yes. but listening. Yeah. So we'll call this a scaling difficulty. Just um, okay. I, I'm gonna base I'm gonna base the information you get. Um, we'll say it's a standard difficulty of two, but okay. you can do obtain information um, if you get enough uh, momentum going here. So okay. um, this would actually uh, actually this might be an opposed role. Oh. Mm, no, let's make this what? a standard difficulty roll. What's that? Yeah. Let's make this a standard difficulty roll. Okay. So because I didn't ask many questions, so he right. wouldn't even know. He wasn't really trying. You were literally saying, reading it. I was staying quiet for a very specific reason. The okay. less someone notices you, the more you can observe. So this oh, is going to be an insight command check. Like, no, no, I didn't want to at all. That's why exactly. I didn't introduce myself. I looked. I saw. I'm an individual he had never met. Yep, that's which correct. Would make him possibly less forthcoming. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. This is going to be an insight command roll. To I'm here to be the dazzler. Okay. Take the momentum. Take insight the one momentum. Come on. And yep. your focuses are definitely going to apply. Ah, yes. Oh, yes. yes. Um, and hold learning talent, maybe. Yes, yeah. but that is a social conflict when we did not have one. That's true. It was not conflicted. Um, except for that uh, little bit at the end. And you're good on taking extra, but not with me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You already have focus, so you the don't. Dude, hold a phaser to take my back. Take the extra elaboration. So yeah, I want to grab one for cautious. Yes, you have. Yes, mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. For cautious? Oh, I grabbed one for the moment. Well, that's right. And it yeah. buys you the thing anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because you're cautious medicine. Or cautious command. Whatever. All right. Yeah. It's all right. I'm playing cautious command. Three successes. Ooh, three successes. Uh, four. Four. Four successes. Oh, you got a crit. Two momentum. So you're gonna gain momentum, and so what would you like to know? And then um, I'll answer any question, and then the more inf- the more momentum you spend for obtain information, I'll answer more. Okay. So it's so interesting. Okay. Well, I wouldn't mind this being. Could this be sort of a, a conversation? A conversation. Yeah. Sure. Um, Absolutely. Uh, so then why don't uh, the three of us retire yes. to my ready room and have a bit of a debriefing after that? Maybe we can, oh, excuse me, oh, uh, the yes. four of us, forgive me. That's fine. Do you want to do a cutscene basically, and have the senior staff assemble? I was yeah, I'd actually like to start looping everyone on. Say okay. one thing to him before we left. Sure. And I was going to, um, because I was going to probably pretty much knock him out, because he needs stress. Okay, right. so everyone's cleared the room except yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, um, your past is your past. Your future is very short. When you awake... Here are a few options for you. His hand weakly takes it and he looks at it. You can... I've put together a few... A dossier. <laughs> profiles. Looks, this is shopping. How charming. Yes. I'll put it here next to the bed. And he lays his head back down. No time. Right. <laughs> you hypo him to yep. sleep? All right, he goes out. He's, um, he, he's had enough excitement for the day. All right, so we're going to cut to um, the staff room then. Yeah. I have um, patience with me, if the yes. if the captain permits. Yes. Certainly. Um. So this is only if I get to uh, at least offer a greeting. Of course. So this actually, is actually a... uh, to clarify, is patience an SD? Because yes. then I would not. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. Yes, but um, SD service dog. Yes, yes. but uh, service dog. But in most cases, is at ease. Uh, only in active duty when um, in situations like diplomatic situations. Yeah. I think still out of out of practice yeah, yeah. now. 
Um, uh, if you if you ask, then I'll say yes. Yeah. So this room is the it's essentially think of it as like an upgraded, more modernized version of the the senior staff meeting room in TNG. Just like in any galaxy mm-hmm. class, there is a long lacquered, uh, glossed black table with chairs lining it and a view screen up at the front of the table. Everyone assembles in the room, takes a seat. Um, <laughs> you see, Prawl gets into the seat, straightens his uh, uniform as he sits down. And, you can tell from the seriousness on his face that he has an idea of what this is probably about. And everyone gets quiet as you all assemble. Yes, uh, I will uh, debrief the group as well. Okay, so everyone is basically told about the conversation that just happened in sickbay. Um, it takes about 10 minutes of going back and forth, clarifications and whatnot. And then there's a silence that falls over the room. Uh, Prawl speaks up first and says, Captain? With all due respect, mm. sir, I would really appreciate it if you would allow me to s- assign a security detail to him immediately. I would love to go over with you the details of such a thing, but I couldn't fathom having him aboard my ship without very close supervision. Thank you, Captain. I agree. I think it is useful and perhaps even good for him not to feel too terribly monitored. A soft hand will go a long way, but that's at least for how one feels. Agreed, Captain. And I'm very, very familiar with the Earth story of the scorpion and the frog. Well, there is more to people than to scorpions. What did you get from him, Axiom? Well, I believe you've read him before, and to a certain extent, he he feels an incredible amount of much. Yeah. I, I don't exactly know how to put it more eloquently than that. He swings wildly between some very interesting emotions, but what is overwhelming so far is his sense of relief. So you would say he believes what he's saying? I think so. He... He exhaled. Not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, for the first time when we told him he was dead. I think that he believes that he is safe and his family is safe now. And Doctor, you were following his vitals if he had been lying? Yes. He seemed to be telling the truth, as far as I could tell. Um, if you don't mind, uh, Commander Lecat, Lieutenant, like the city, Lecat. It's not Lieutenant Commander. Lieutenant Lecat and Chief Tech. We must very quickly figure out what we can do to reverse some of the effects of that ship. He had it in his head for. It seems over seven years, so his time is already very limited. I don't even know what skills he'll have to where we put him on the ship, but we must monitor him closely, because... No disrespect, Doctor, but is it worth our resources to try to help this person? I mean, you yourself have said that they have a limited time left to live. What are the end goals? What are our orders? So, 
imagine an intelligence operative who had worked in highly sensitive Starfleet uh, locations begins to experience cognitive impairment and disinhibition about the things that he has seen. I think the security risk is self-evident beyond, you know, purely the humanitarian benefits that the doctor is naturally most concerned with. Captain, if I may, then why would we continue to have him on our ship unless it is a direct order? What is the end goal? Are we taking them to the shock? It is, in fact, such an order. I believe I'm ordering it. Yes, Captain. I understand. I wish I did. For me, I took a promise and a vow to heal, and he is my patient, and that is all I need to know. What priority would you rank this as, Captain? This is a man's life and well-being. That priority. You're sensing anger from Prawl. He's doing an excellent job nodding and supporting what the captain is saying. That is not how he's feeling. You can, it's overwhelmingly powerful. Prawl is raging right now inside and keeping a damn good poker face about it. Um, Vren, on the other hand, is just kind of like nervously listening to all of this and tapping his fingers together. He hasn't said a word, but Vren seems nervous. (laughs) Commander, did you sense any hostility or anything? Um, I do, okay, I'll ask one question. Okay, ask a question. I latched onto when he particularly labeled us as kind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and kept using words such as gullible mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. He did correct himself and, and described you as selfless, but he still chose those words first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to have read those moments. What was the underlying um, intention of using those first? Was that routine and, and, and repetition? Of, of Or is that still a possible You got the impression game. he overplayed his hand mm-hmm. and yeah. then corrected immediately when he saw the effect it was having on the ambassador. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, great. Um, so that's one. Um, Which would indicate that he either he values the ambassador's good opinion or he's trying to play you. That's ambassador, mm-hmm. but when he said kind, he also said... Yeah, also said it to mm-hmm. Azari, which he had absolutely no basis to do. Correct. Yeah. It, yes, he has only information that it was orders and not mm-hmm. kindness. So, what was that read? That what what was what was that question again? Um, what was he trying to get what, out of calling? Wh- Azari? Why did he call Azari kind? Oh, um, you get the sense that he was trying to appeal to the Starfleet uniform. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, of course, of course, it works he, for he me. Is basically, <laughs> he, he, he is basically. He is basically. Using all every minute tricks. Yes, yes. He's basically, he's basically. You guys are gonna be nice to me, right? Because you get that shiny little mm-hmm. chevron on your chest. So yes. you guys are gonna be nice to me no matter what I've done. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like, that was a, that was a very subtle pat on the back for being a good Starfleet officer and not spacing him. Mm-hmm. Is the impression you got from mm-hmm. him? Yeah. Um, okay. If you want to know any more, it's a momentum spin. I would. I would. Learn more about the agenda because he's fronting like he doesn't mm-hmm. have yes. one. He mm-hmm. definitely has. And agenda. obviously, he has. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. I have possibly some. two. Well, we have possibly. Yes. Two. Um, <laughs> yes. So then my next question okay. um, is yes. When uh, the ambassador brought up 
Um, what is your plan next? Mm. He seemed to say nothing except, yay, I'm dead, drop me off at the next port. Um. No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, your impression from body language and the way he responded to that was a quick compensation for the fact that he has no idea what he does now. Interesting. Um, it sounds like the impression you got was his first instinct was I need to get out of Starfleet custody. Sure. Of course. But you don't feel like he really had a motivation. He doesn't seem to have an end game. He literally was like, the impression you got from him is he really doesn't know what to do next. Okay. Um, next question. Um, he clearly seems incredibly shocked that he is still alive and so doing, checking mm-hmm. his scars and his body. Mm-hmm. Um, am I to ascertain that he believes, possibly, that his assassination was flubbed on purpose for this exact reason. Yes. Mm-hmm. He he seems suspicious that he's alive. Of course. He should be dead. He so seems very be. suspicious that he's alive. I don't think he should be dead. Mm-hmm. So, how do we find what he is a carrier for? Sleeper or equipment? What has that chip told us? So far... Trying to decrypt and diagnose a Tal Shiar uh, chip has not been easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the moment where you are in breaking that thing down is nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be that. Well, let's put it this way. That is a separate extended task. Okay, great. Its time increments are going to be weeks. Yeah. Well, well we've got weeks. <laughs> well, we've got weeks. <laughs> yes. So we can, we can work that out. We will great. need to start getting that party so started. So we've got things Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, if, whether or not he knows his own agenda, he clearly has one. He's very clearly been set on a path that he doesn't understand. He has gaps in his memory, which is as far as I can understand, entirely explicable purely by blood loss and trauma, but... Mm. Yes, he has not been fully conscious for weeks. Mm. The flying pancakes, of course, Mm. was nothing to... nothing of importance, as far as I can Mm. tell. And we understand there's already some level of cognitive impairment to be expected with the removal of that chip. Nonetheless, if you are implanting a subliminal directive, I think you might lose a bit of time. The, ter- the deterioration of his brain right now is minimal, but the process could quicken, especially due to the weakened state. Would you mind giving him a neuro workup? Just to ascertain whether he has already been interfered with in these kinds of ways. Of course, Captain. I'll do more scans. The thing that concerns me the most is the hole between when he beamed out of my quarters and then ended up again in them. We have many questions for him from his intelligence, career, and otherwise. We should count those among them. I'm... I'm not... I'm not an intelligence officer, and I have not been trained in such. But is it possible that his information that his family was compromised was planted to begin with? to incite a defect. Indeed, it is 
not only possible, but it is the very aspiration of the Tashiar for us to run the bluffs and double bluffs until we fall over. Yes. yes. All of this can be intentional, and the most we can do is try to create eventualities where we experience the least harm for this. I am sorry, all of you. None of you were intended to be in counterintelligence. That's not what this ship was here to do, but it is what is currently asked of us. I personally find it very exciting. Captain, are you familiar with Admiral Jarok of the Romulan Empire? He died. Am I? Years and you. That might be a role. Um, in fact, if anybody wants to know, sure. um, this it, is probably going to be a control command role. Was it anything with the Dominion War? No. Okay. This is pretty so, uh, I probably would use Well, then, in this case, I would what? probably use my galactic politics uh, focus. You would definitely know then. Yeah, yeah. This was an incident. Oh. Uh, difficulty of this is yeah. Let's uh, try. Yeah, what, okay. Difficulty of this is one. Yeah. So I have two successes. Oh, sorry, one at a time. Two that? successes plus my focus. Okay, so. okay cool. What was it against? Uh, this is going to be a control. Uh, nice. This is going to be a control command or control control command, and I will also allow control con. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm just gonna try. <laughs> one success. Uh, and that got one on the board, right? That was two. Yes. Yeah, yeah I had two. Yeah. Okay. So, so we have two on the board. Yeah. How much momentum did that just generate? For uh, two, two total momentum for the party. And uh, one complication from the lieutenant. <laughs> of course. Oh, James. Um, what? James is right. off doing I'm all this stuff. Just James way. Yeah. Because of where we are in the narrative, I'm just going to use that to pull a threat. Great. Um, Way to go, Jane. So for those of you who succeeded, you immediately, and, and since enough of the majority of the party succeeded, yeah. this information becomes disseminated immediately. There was an incident with the USS Enterprise years ago with an Admiral Romulan who defected to the Empire. Mm -hmm. It was later discovered that, the def that this Admiral defected to the Federation with news that the Romulan Empire was about to launch a full-scale evasion against the Federation, and he was trying to stop the war. Oh, the yes. whole thing turned out to be a ruse to lure the Enterprise into the mm -hmm. neutral zone yes. and destroy it. Um, when he brings that up, it actually led to the Admiral's death. He committed suicide shortly after that when he realized that he was used as a tool for his own government. Yes. And he would never see home again. Mm -hmm. um, he brings up Admiral Jarok and just says, Captain, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. You served in intelligence. This is something you're more skilled at than any of us here at the table. But just to add another voice. Always. Trying to guess the motives of a Romulan there is truth in their fiction and fiction in their truth. There's not going to be any discernible way to understand exactly what's happening until the end game is in sight. Which is why I recommend two courses of action. One is keeping him imprisoned until he can be handed over to the authorities. Mm -hmm. And I understand that that would put his family at risk, but this is someone who has likely killed multiple Starfleet personnel and who knows how many civilians in this course of his mission in seven years on Earth. I, for one, would not have a problem seeing that kind of person brought to justice. The other one is, of course, we fulfill the orders that you have mentioned, Captain, which, of course, we will do to the fullest extent of our ability. Yes. In which case, I would like to put a detail on him that is 
also undercover. That was going to be a question. We have his file, yes? Can we see his strengths? His Where, where was he in Starfleet? What was he doing? What? Where will we put him on the ship? What detail to where we could keep a close eye on him? At least under one of the senior staff, I would yes. recommend at least. What was his intelligence cover uh, from the file that I read? Um, he was one of the civilian maintenance workers at Starfleet Command. He actually worked in the engineering base. So he has technical expertise. Oh, dear. Um, That's quite a risky place to put someone that may have opportunities by themselves. Especially on a ship like this. Filled with, with experimental technologies. Let's not put him near the warp cores. I wouldn't even want to do it if we had anyone less qualified to oversee than Chief Tech. We could put him in a brig. I second that motion, Captain. And then we'd let him out for quality time on the holodeck and then put him back in the brig again. Would you like to explain to Admiral Rear or to Admiral McCain that we ignored their orders to put him under deep cover? I may perhaps have a terrible idea. Not that I'm for or against... Oh, sorry, did you have an idea? Go ahead, Exio. I was just going to say that with his knowledge of the Romulan Empire and his substantial experience bluffing his way through multiple and numerous encounters with all kinds of people, he might be of use in my department. Captain, with the surgical procedures, cover as a prisoner is still cover. It's quiet for a moment, when suddenly you hear Vryn go, this is crazy. And that's it. thoughts, Lieutenant? Oh, no, Captain. Sorry. No. I'm just, this no. is just... I've... This is wild. But, please, uh, you're a pilot. I'm told you flyboys tend to uh, follow your gut? Yeah, we tend to follow our gut. What's it telling you right now? Really? I asked. Well... Captain, sometimes you find yourself in a maneuver and you really just don't know how it's going to go until the maneuver is done. But there are moments where it's not always the best idea to pull up the moment you see danger. Sometimes you got to ride a stream until you find the wind and then, well, you know, use a gravitational pull of an asteroid to slingshot yourself as opposed to maybe trying to resist the pull, as it were. I did not understand any of those references. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying maybe the thing to do is make him think like he's got one over on us and see what he does. Give him my sense of confidence. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I actually agree with Ren. I, I think we should ask him where he wants to be positioned and see what that tells us. You're agreeing with me? Let's move on from that. <laughs> is she a changeling? And Prawl immediately goes, that That's is funny. not funny. And I never want to hear you say that again, Lieutenant. And you see Vren immediately, like, his antenna react a little bit, and he goes, sorry. Sorry. I think that's an excellent idea, lieutenants. Uh, I think we should absolutely ask him where he wants to go. I think we should also have a sense of where we want to put him. Regardless of where he goes, Captain, I would like um, for him to check in daily with both Exio and myself for daily scans. Uh, to keep track of his deterioration. I also wouldn't mind mandatory counseling. I think it's absolutely required. It's a traumatic thing, near death. Absolutely. 
Lieutenant Commander Prawl, where do you think you could best keep an eye on him? From what position? On the Ross? Yes. Anywhere. And hmm. those places we don't have eyes, we have a commander who can have eyes. I never forget that I can do. Commander Panopticon, terrifying. <laughs> Captain, I do have to say, Cetacean Ops needs a good scrubbing before we start loading it up at Starbase 24. You know, honestly, I can't think of anyone better to oversee that. Uh, would you be willing to take him on as a charge? Yes, Captain. You seem nervous, Ted. <laughs> I will say this, he will not be ready to take on any charge or any position for at least another week. Mm. And also, I would like to make sure that he will be unrecognizable by the rest of the crew, just in case anyone recognizes him from Starfleet. On medical leave, so tentatively, uh, depending on what he says about what he might like, we'll put him with you if you start feeling... Hmm. Trust it, let me know. Understood, Captain. We've got a new uh, member of our janitorial staff. Well, he did do maintenance. Anything else? Just requesting to go on record, Captain. Hmm. With your permission, I'd like to go on record saying that I believe the best course of action is throwing him in the brig. Under other circumstances, I would see all the logic in the world of that. I still do. Certainly the most cautious choice. But we have an opportunity here. Intelligence opportunities, if nothing else. But frankly, the more, as Lieutenant Lookout suggests, we could lull him into... You're cut security. off in mid-sentence, because there is a... And there is... Everyone can actually feel through the inertial dampeners immediate deceleration. I as, go to the console. Yep, as I, watch, I blip to console. <laughs> yeah. As you watch, and the ship immediately goes to yellow alert, just like automatically on instinct. Um, and as this happens, you watch as the star field outside goes... And the ship comes to a dead stop. What's happening to my ship? I need a report. Flip to this bridge. You fade out. As you zoom back into the bridge, you actually emerge on the other side of the bridge in time to see people pouring out of the room you were just in as Vryn is dashing towards the helm. You see some of the relief ox crew immediately standing up and taking over. Um, Vryn slides into the seat and goes, we've come to a full stop and dropped out of warp, Captain. And then that's what you hear on the intercom outside. Uh, You hear immediately chirping up and you say, "Uh, Chief... What's happening? Uh, you hear you hear your assistant's voice. Um, Alan goes, the warp core just went completely offline, sir. What happened? I have no idea. We're looking into it right away. Both? I, I haven't checked in with secondary engineering yet, Commander. Chief Tech to secondary engineering. This is secondary engineering. Activate Commander. the secondary warp core immediately. I. Captain, I... I I don't understand what's happening. If it isn't an actual problem with something like coolant, it's probably a safety that got tripped, no? Where's the prisoner? Oh, he's not, he's in bed. 
Are I'm, you sure? I'm, I'm positive he would not be moving for at least another Probably four hours. I would like to go blip there. <laughs> <laughs> as you I go, sprayed him. I know. as you immediately fade I'm out, Prawl just goes, computer, location of... Never mind. <laughs> and you you fade in, immediately materializing inside the medical bay. Yep. Um, you see he's... He's got sort of a... Eyes closed? Yes, he is I'm, completely I still want to out. go touch. Okay, his vitals are also apparent to you. Oh, he is sedated, from what you can tell. Unless you want to make a medical check. Um, you are dope. Yeah, I would like to. Okay, so this is going to be a difficulty zero. Oh, okay. he is out. <laughs> this is just brain. control this medicine? This is insight medicine. Insight. Oh, yeah, of course. Ooh, hey! Ah. <laughs> You'll love to see it! Hey, just yeah, you got to get a Oh, yeah, cautious medicine! <laughs> yeah. So we'll yeah. find that, but I think we're going to get a back also. Uh, Danny, if you're a folk here. Ugh. Don't worry, the difficulty is zero. No. Okay. okay, so that gives two. So gain so two you, momentum. Uh, so we're up a momentum. total of three now. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, one down, one, two back. Um, He is out cold. Okay. Do you blow All right. Yep. Yes. And he gave his name. We knew. We learned his name, right? Actually, he didn't tell you his name. I we still haven't gotten his We've gotten his, his cover name. You've gotten his cover name. That's what I mean. Oh, yes. You've got his cover yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jane hates that. I call him the Tygen. Tygen. Yeah, Tygen Nulls. T-Y-G-U-N, yeah. Yeah. Um, Captain, uh, Asset Nulls is indeed where he is supposed to be. Perfect. That makes it seem like it was a warp core issue and not an all-ship power issue. Do you think you could... With your permission, I'd like to go to engineering. Go to your baby. Yeah, I'm running. Okay. You immediately dash into the turbo lift. A few moments later, um, as the turbo lift opens, you're immediately greeted by Ensign Allen, who turns and looks at you and goes, I, I'm, I'm still trying to work out the diagnostics here. Um, this is what we've got. She hands over a data pad as you come striding in. Um, yeah, engineering crews of the Ox crew are pouring into the engine room right now. Everyone's looking through the readouts. Um, you see the uh, the unusual and sort of disturbing sight of a darkened warp core. It's yeah. completely offline. Do we get the other one online? Um, the other one is up and online, okay. yes. Um, however, it is you have dropped out of warp still, so yeah. everyone's at stations keeping. Um, which is probably a good standard procedure for a sudden drop to warp core. But, um, <laughs> are you gonna? So um, she's like, I'm running diagnostics right now. All right. Um, um, if you want to roll and she'll assist. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So this is going to be, um, this is going to be a control engineering check. <laughs> um, for her, she's going to use insight in engineering. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, what um, is the difficulty? Uh, difficulty here is going to. Hmm. Difficulty is going to be four. Okay, Take. I would like to use a momentum. Yes. Okay. I do have cautious engineering, so okay. I'm spending that now. Okay, okay. Cool. Use two more, people. get it, one more guy. And then the mm-hmm. one. I think I would be okay with the assist for okay. now. Okay. Okay. We'll see afterwards. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, so I will re-roll. Okay. Do I need? But I do have a focus in warp field dynamics. Uh, yes, I would and, let that come into play here. And dilithium studies and transporters and replicators. Okay, cool. There we go. Okay. So it's still successes, though. Yeah, I know. So okay. uh, three successes. Three total, and then she got a fourth. Great. Engineering checks. Don't miss those, do you? Uh, no, I don't. I really, really don't. Oh, did I roll bad? I blew up the ship. Yes, the ship exploded. <laughs> yeah. See, now this is more engineering bad on this ship. Thank you so much. Better luck with the Klingon campaign. Thanks for watching Clear Skies. Um, so, Eric. with that, are we back up to <laughs> no, no momentum? No momentum. Yeah, no, no momentum. Got it, got it. 
So, you've uh, so we're down to two. two. Yeah. Um, so as you guys be, begin running, I mean, you you run the, the just like the base scale diagnostic right off the top to just yeah. try to figure out what the hell is going on. Right. The first thing you realize from this diagnostic check is that the antimatter balance inside the warp core mm-hmm. has been thrown off so badly that the warp core went into a total automatic safety shutdown. Whoa! And it was a, it reserved just enough power to pull the ship out of warp. And go offline. There, there has to be authorized commands. Like this is a, a, a security feature that was triggered because something went so wrong. Yes. Who gave the command sh- that let no, this happen? The mm-hmm. the warp core itself, as a safety feature, it shut itself right. down when the antimatter balance went out. Of Understand that. Right. But how did the antimatter balance get to That's that? That's the question. You know the problem now. The question is how the hell did that happen? Di- the tertiary, <laughs> the the surface read diagnostic has told you what the problem is. Sure, sure, sure. And she. But I can check the logs. You. you can check the logs. No. So. You bring that up as you bring that up on the main screen. You actually um, are looking through the history just to like find out where the problem happened, and she's right next to you. And she brings up um, like the 3D, like uh, sort of like the, the projected holographic like control panel as she starts typing through it as you're working on the computer. Mm-hmm. The two of you working together start bringing up the logs, and you start seeing that the antimatter levels have actually been dropping for the past two days. Why um, has no one told me about this, Ensign? This was your purview. She goes, this, I don't understand. This this never showed up on any of the other diagnostics. This couldn't have gone past me either. I, I don't know what's happening. Are these logs tampered with? Run it. Make a, make a control command. Uh, no, this will be control con. Control con? Mm-hmm. Okay. And she'll assist. Take with the difficulty. Uh, difficulty is one. Okay. I'll be okay. Um. Yeah. So two successes. So she got one success. Um, so gain two momentum. Okay. Um, as you start going across the logs and looking at the computer, uh, the computer access points and stuff like that, what you start to see is not only who has had access to the computers, but you start seeing another energy signature building up inside of the warp core. Um, what? There is, yeah, <laughs> there is actually a secondary power source that is building up inside the warp core, and you are detecting um, dissonant power waves inside the energy field of the warp core itself uh-huh. um, that has been slowly building up and masking the drop of the antimatter reaction inside the warp core. It's been countermanding scans. Now Where is this energy up. going? Is it amassing inside of the warp it's core amassing itself? amassing inside the warp core. And it doesn't appear... To have, to, have, uh, to have low displacements waves reverberating inside the warp core... There is no, there is no energy wave of that kind that should be able to exist within an ant, a matter-antimatter reaction. So something is inside the warp core causing it. That's and the so only reaction you get. Scan this right now. We need to get this recorded as soon as possible. This energy wave is. We could certainly use a scientist down here. Yeah, uh, like Lieutenant Lacat. Lacat to tech. Please make your way to uh, engineering. Absolutely. Um, On my way. Cut to you stepping into the engine room, and you see the frantic, like, ox crew running around trying to figure out where the hell this is coming from. You are immediately dashed over to by this Andorian woman in a uniform looking very angry, and she says, here's what we've got, and she hands you a pad. All right. Um, What am I seeing? Were these tampered with? No, there's been no computer tamperment of any kind. We're detecting a low-yield displacement wave inside the antimatter chamber. We don't know where it's coming from. All right. Um... Can I spend a momentum to say I have my tricorder on me? Oh, you can no, just no. have it. Oh, okay, great. That's yeah, fine. Great, you great. Can, there's, there's tricorders all over the engine room, so you can Amazing. just grab one. Um, well, first I want to connect with you. Yeah. Before, uh, 
Chief Tech, what is your disturbed. reading of the situation? This is uh, unheard of. These, the, this shouldn't have happened. We've been monitoring this system the whole time. The levels are inconsistent with what has been reported by the computers. Something has been tampered with here, and it might be the warp core itself. The displacement waves have been masking any kind of diagnostic scan, so we didn't detect the drop in antimatter particles until it was too late. All right, so would... Okay, so obviously I want to do like a general scan. Okay, uh, go ahead and make, this con then make a control science check. Okay, great. Or actually, reason science. Yay! Reason science is really good. Um, so the difficulty of this is going to be three. Feel free to take a point for cautious. Because you get momentum. Yes. Uh, so take one more for cautious. What are your focuses? So my focuses are survival, sensors, xenobiology, astrophysics, and What are your focuses is applying here? Nothing. No, one of your oh, focuses is applies. Wait, uh, oh. can you read this again? Oh. You go, no. oh. Read it again. Uh, <laughs> I know which one. Yeah, I think, I think we do. I think I might need to go down there. <laughs> but we do not know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's just make that roll. Just make the roll. Make the roll. Make the roll. roll. Oh my god, okay, yeah. wait. No, uh, good, good, good. Good, 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 good. The yeah. two successes, right? Uh, no, that should be three because this was reason oh, science no, no, and you're a number 17. 17. Yes. And you were, you were using a tricorder. And you're in a focus. And uh, you were using a tricorder? Yeah. Uh, so which will lower the difficulty. Which will lower the difficulty. Uh, so the difficulty was what? It was three. So it was now three it's down two. down to two, and you so have one, two, three, four. four. So ah. two more momentum. Yep, two back to four. five momentum. You feel chill run through your body because there is, in fact, a life form inside the antimatter chamber, where no life should be able to exist. And that's where we're going to go on our break. Oh, kitty! <laughs> <laughs> you immediately feel the chirping sound on the tricorder. Um, we're going to go ahead and go on our 10-minute break, y'all. So, um, Xenobiology. That's like, I was like, I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> Calm me down. Um, so we're going to go ahead and go on our 10-minute break. So go to the bathroom, grab snacks. We will see you guys back here in 10 minutes. Don't go anywhere. Also, cool layout turned yellow. Yeah. Yellow, alert. yellow alert. Welcome back. That was a break that was supposed to be everyone take a bathroom break and go chill. <laughs> pretty much the entire group stayed here and talked about what they were going to do next. I <laughs> used the restroom. Yeah, you and I were the only ones at the table. I got more tea. I got more tea, too. I got a lot done. And one y'all are suffering, will we care? No. <laughs> I planned things. These have whiskey in them. I'm it's really excited. Captain Life. Yeah. Uh, captains can't pee. Everyone oh. knows that. There's no time to pee. That's going to be I'm our second merch pee. item. Captains can't pee. Oh, more RPG oh. product, really. Yeah. Um, uh. All right. Uh, <laughs> are y'all ready to jump back into tonight's yes. episode? Yes. Let me A life sign. Do some shit. A life sign. Life um, everybody force. Everybody eat your alcoholic candy. And Precious little life um, force. Yeah. Oh, okay. yes. Um, um, okay. All right, so where we last left off, um, uh, <laughs> Lieutenant the Cat had just run a tricorder scan over the warp core to try to determine why the antimatter reaction is completely off and discovered that there is a life form somewhere inside the warp core. Ah, um, your tricorder is broken. Three options. One, my tricorder is broken. Two, the thing in there is about to get very angry that the like its living conditions it's are no longer you? present. Or three... It's just metal, and it will continue surviving. Which one is it? Is my tricorder broken? Is it a creature that actually like can sustain? It is, it is, regi it is yeah. registering as a organic life form. 
Slow boy. Slow boy. Um, what, what, what else am I like getting from this read? It just like it's like it's organic. Is that all it tells um, me? If you want to spin momentum, yes. I will let you do obtain information. I would love to obtain an info. Okay, so um, burn a point of momentum. What would you like to ask? And I will okay. give you the answer. So basically, I would like to know. Um, I'm assuming my tricorder is not broken. So under the circumstances, do you want to run a diagnostic on the tricorder? No, not yet. And um, Dari will run a diagnostic on the tricorder. Dari just looks at you and says, "You want me to run a diagnostic yes. on the thing that's running a diagnostic?" Yes. Okay. Thank sure. you to yes, rule out all possibilities because this is impossible. And Dorian walks over to you and she starts immediately scanning the tricorder and goes, "Yeah, that's working." Okay, great. So my two questions are are um, basically the answer I want is is this a life form that is basically. Is it gonna get mad at the fact that the is it sentient? Like, yeah, is it, no, well, not even sentient. Oh, is, 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 is the fact that like so it was existing in these certain like in this like antimatter like like chamber. because of chamber, right? Mm -hmm. um, is it gonna be mad that like we tried to stop that antimatter, or is it or or is it something that like can exist in like a wide array of situations? So you got one question. So my question: Can I burn two? Is this uh, like a tardigrade or is it like an extremophile? There you go. Um, you don't. There's not enough data to really support either one. It's Damn. an organic life form that is existing inside. So um, you, the the information that you're getting back is that it is a, an organic life form okay. that has the dimension similar to essentially a sea cucumber. So it looks like it's basically a tube. Is this our triple? Um, <laughs> that, that is inside the warp core. It's approx It's approximately half a meter long. Yeah. And is and is lining the inside of the antimatter chamber. You do detect that it is emitting a small, low yield displacement wave. Okay. That has been uh, judging from the scans. Uh, I'll give you this: the displacement wave has been accumulating inside the warp core. Okay, so we are an exploration ship, right? Um, uh, technical test bed, but yes, geared for exploration. But we're, we're geared for exploration, which means that we have, like, the equipment to, like, go on to, like, toxic uh, atmospheres and, like, collect that. Oh, as yeah. Chief Tech to Commander Exio. Yeah. Yes, Chief. Hey, sorry oh, to bother you, Commander. <laughs> if you're not too busy, could you make your weed in? Oh. And there you are. Actually, in front of you. there you go. Hello. <laughs> you can't get hurt. Sorry? Uh, just to catch you Emotionally up. Emotionally or physically? <laughs> there's, physically. There's a life form okay. in my work core. I was gonna core. say you're wrong. Yes. Yeah. Sorry to, to break know, this up. Okay. Uh, Commander. Yes. There's a life form in my warp core. Impossible. I know. But, right? no, but look at this tricorder. <gasps> I love it. It's okay. not broken. <laughs> the data on the tricorder. Yes. Both. Oh, right? Life form. Sorry to inconvenience you like this, but could not you at all. I would very much like our ship working again. Yes, uh, take a look. See, maybe. <clears throat> Is this an offensive ask? Oh, you want me to go walk about in the warp core? Well, not exactly. Just we need to check on this life form or figure out a way to extract it. It's feeding off of our energy. That right. Well. But we can't really get a solid reading of what's going on in there. Huh. Um. Uh, Looks kind what of like a wave cucumber. patterns. It's unlike anything I've seen. Disrupting. Interesting. I wonder if it's communicating. So Ensign Dari pipes up and says, "If the commander is planning on going into the warp core, you're going to need your hollow matrix that's portable, and we'll have to beam you in there." All right. No. It's also worth pointing out that 
sir. Mm-hmm. We've never done anything like that ever in the history of Starfleet. Beamed something into the warp core. Are you okay with trying? We've never done a lot of things in Starfleet. Okay, I appreciate the enthusiasm here, but it's not just you that's I'm quite excited, too. ...risk here. I, I mean, this could cause a cascading chain reaction. This this is not great. Um, which part? I just want to pause real quick, because uh, we got a huge tip from Chandra. <gasps> <laughs> and I just want to pause the narrative real quick. Um, um, and I don't have permission to disclose how much it was, but it was a lot. So, what? Chandra, Thank who you. is our mod, who we what? love, who is already so working us. for us. Yes, yeah. who does so much for us um, supporting the show. I'm just going to pause for a second and thank you so much, Chandra, for being the person you are and for supporting the show what and the supporting fuck? all of the performers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and your friendly little like, lucky will love. dismantle you momentarily. Yes. Look at that rage face. Uh, Look so at we this. love you. Thank you so Look much for, for supporting the show. We appreciate it. We, we, I, wow. I'm not going to make a habit of stopping the narrative when they're in the middle of something like this, but that was pretty big. So I just wanted to thank you and uh, yeah. Uh, okay. We so, love you. Wow. Um, back to the oh, yeah. <laughs> and we're going back in. Uh, okay. This is tech. I yeah. love your expertise on this. In in what sense do you mean a chain reaction? My entering the warp core, or well, or it continuing to be there? Well, yes. Any sort of foreign material does not belong in my warp core. Well, then the only answer is to go and extract it. Would it not be? Yes, but I don't necessarily need you to do that in this physical form. I mean, it would save us from having to open the core up, which could be a week-long process just to get that thing cracked and inside. I mean, considering it's a brand new warp core. I, I'm just... Anton. Yes, sir. Listen, this is not just an ask for me or for the crew to save some time. This is a danger to the entire ship. I need you to understand that before you make this decision. But it could be the fastest way. Then I deter- defer to your expertise. Ah, jeez! This is recursive! This is your field. You are the expert in this scenario. I will take your judgment in this particular moment. I do not know what will happen more than you do. We need to get that thing out of there. Then do we wait? Or do we beam? Lieutenant, do you think we can make this happen? Jane, answer me without a smile, please. <laughs> That's an order. <laughs> I think we can do this. All right. All right, let's do this. As the doctor, I now, am can you so... Please say that again with the confident face. Commander, let's do this. Excellent. What do you need me to do? All right. Well, you still, by the way, have yeah. the option to do to, because you were cut oh, off yes, during yes, your yes, obtain yes. information checks. Um, so you still have the option to burn momentum for yeah. obtain information. I, I, I would like to uh, burn momentum to basically find out what is the easiest way to extract this little sea cucumber. Excellent. Um, yeah. Okay, that's a good question. What is the easiest way to extract a life? Yeah. Um, so this creature, as I said, is about half a meter long, which is. Not small. What um, is a meter? I live in America. Three feet. <laughs> Freedom units. It's a foot and a half long. It's a, great. Okay. Great. Um, uh, <laughs> what is a meter? <laughs> I know. Right meter. now, there are UK fans are watching, going, just oh. like they're watching the VOD and going. 
hurts. Uh, no, but they're right. But I've been told by our UK fans okay. that their whole measurement system is agonizing as I'm well. I'm so, so sorry. I mean, they I have stones exactly for crying out freaking loud. And meteors because they make us swim yards and meters. <laughs> and, like, I... Oh, my oh. muscles know exactly how much longer meters. <laughs> um, so what you get, um, first of all, um, with, that, with that obtained information... Mm-hmm. Um, what you discover as you run a quick scan, trying to figure out the quickest way to extract this life form, is that the longer the antimatter has been disconnected from the chamber, okay. the longer that the warp core has been shut down, the more you have noticed uh, low yield displacement waves are building up inside the warp core. Yeah, that's bad. So we need to act fast. Um, that's okay. that. That is. But that doesn't tell me how. To to finish the thought. Mm-hmm. Um, is it dying? What you get is the longer it goes without antimatter, what you're getting is, is there is a, a bigger buildup of, of uh, low-yield displacement waves. Great. Displacement waves inside a warp core could destroy the ship. Great. No, so it is angry that we turned off the antimatter. Like, you know. What? No, no, okay. Um, so they're nothing. angry or very scared. Or very scared. That's a good way. Why does this about. thing have emotions? Because it is clearly possibly sentient. Listen, scared. we got we angry. got a limited... Possibly. There's only one way to find out. Here. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, That's going to be fan art. <laughs> okay, so, but in actually in terms of like extracting it, the easiest way is for them to just whoop in there. Yes. Right? Whoop out? Yes. The displacement waves are preventing us from beaming it d- out directly. I would need assistance as there is not a holographic emitter inside of there. I can do this, but I will need aid. Um, mm-hmm. she leans forward and says, just quick question. What happens when we get it out? Like, if it can exist in an antimatter chamber, what happens to it when it's no longer in that environment? So, when I'm in there, we might have better information to answer that. Okay, that's a good point. Right, and we are an exploration ship, so I'm sure that we have the materials to contain such. We can replicate the antimatter chamber, create a, a cage of sorts. Right, but I think it would be stupid for us to have gone into vast unexplored space without having like actual containment, right? Like sure. listen, we're not going anywhere we're with going that home. thing in there. No, I'm 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 asking you as a GM. Oh uh, um containment fields, yes. But yeah. Containment fields specifically designated for life forms that life are form. living within an antimatter chamber, uh-huh. that's probably gonna have to be jury rigged. Oh, okay, got it. That got is it. not right. a standard that okay. is not a standard containment. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, fair. um so uh so so the instant looks at you and says, Commander, you 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 want me to beam you into the warp core? Yes, I would love some assistance. Can I get your help with that, Chief? Yeah. Uh, actually, we have a transporter chief. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'll just contact the transporter chief. Yeah, but um, I'm still going to help. <laughs> okay. um, I'll roll for Ross. I have a focus yeah, in transporters. Roll for <laughs> um, <coughs> now okay. would be a good time to have It's computers engineering for beaming, right? What's that? Computers engineering for beaming? Uh, computers engineering. So you hear RN reaches out and contacts your transporter chief, and guess what? You're getting a new NPC. It's happening. Your transporter, the main transporter to you, Chief. Um, his name is Noor, N-O-O-R. Ooh. Kashgari. K-A-S-H-G-A-R-I. I love that name. And the Chief, the transporter Chief? Mm-hmm. He is Chief Petty Officer. He is below you in rank, but uh, yeah, transporter Chief. And uh, she trips into him immediately and just says, uh, Chief Kashgari, and you hear, 
This is Kashkari, go ahead. And he says, yeah, uh, we have an unusual request, but we're gonna need your expertise. Um, would you mind reporting to Maine Engineering? Um, we're gonna need to do a site to site, and it's gonna be a little tricky. Bring the kit, Kashkari. Yes, Chief. Um, a few moments later, transporter opens. Um, a gentleman, about 5'8", chic man, comes stepping out of the transporter, um, rounds the corner with a uh, uh, a kit in his hand. Human. Um, looks like, yeah, seek, I guess is the correct way seek. of, uh, seek is the correct way yep. of saying it. Um, oh. Rounds the corner, um, very well shaped. Um, he uh, spots everybody here congregating and all the craziness that's going on here in the engineering room. He rounds the corner with one of these kits that the engineers typically carry with them, um, wearing the uh, golds of operations of the uh, of enlisted. And he stops when he sees everybody and just says, oh, this looks very serious. What's going on? We don't have much time. Right. And he moves over and says, where are we transporting to? Inside the warp core. Who's trans... What are we transporting inside the warp core? Hello. We haven't been properly introduced yet. Commander. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you. He pleasure. extends his hands and says, Commander, what are we transporting inside the warp core? Oh. Hello. We're transporting the commander. We're transporting the commander. The apparatus for the commander. Inside the warp core. Right now, we've got a life form that has mysteriously appeared. Yes, I understand, Jane. Thank you. Uh, if we could get moving, please. He doesn't say anything else. He just sets down the engineering kit, and you see him open it up, and he starts accessing the control panel. <laughs> you see him bring up the transporter controls immediately, and he says, I've done sight to sight before. This is new. Very, very new. And you see him bring up what looks like a schematic of the warp core, and you can see the seriousness in his eyes as he's just looking at it, just shaking his head, going, very, very new. I'm going to have to add something, and I go over to his console, and I add in the dissonant power waves that are being uh, mm. emitted. Oh, he goes, <clears throat> what is that? We need to compensate for it. It's just getting worse, but we can't beam it out, so we're going to have to have XEO do something. Beaming anything into a place that is using low-wave displacement waves is yes. going to be dangerous. I understand, Chief. Well, then I'll need your help. Understood. Uh, would you mind giving me an assist? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, here we go. This is going to be a control engineering check for him. Does mm -hmm. he have a values? Let's find out. Yes, actually. Good. Let's find out. Uh, no one gets so passed. if he doesn't, away. direct order. Right. Um, <laughs> Beam me safely. Yep. Chief. Directive. There we go. There's your directive. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Determination. I also have a <laughs> value. The next adventure starts on a transporter pad. Hey! Hi! So Look at that. Side to side banana. He's going to use that. <laughs> And we probably both have a focus in transporters. Uh, does he have a focus? Yes, he does. <laughs> transporters. That's right. Sanders, like he has. He does. <laughs> right, just, make your can we uh, give him a momentum to get an extra die? So the difficulty of this is going to be five. Mm -hmm. um, can we give him a momentum to get an extra die? Because I'm NPC. Uh, or does that not work for a Yes, I, I, I was going to ask you if, if we have permission. Yes. So, so well, wait a minute. Can you you can't can you burn a determination and spend a momentum for an extra die? Sure. You can do that. Yeah, okay. absolutely. In that case, you yeah. just can't go above three dice, and That's the one determination That's die is counted as one. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so yes, if you want to burn momentum to give him an extra die, um, okay. and then he's already got a. I'm allowing him to apply his determination, so he's already got two, two successes, successes from crit. Did you use? Go ahead and make I your roll. I do okay. succeed. We're down to two. What is that? A success. A success. So that's two. So that's three. Look what I rolled, Bonnie. Just so you know. 
Oh no. Oh no. I rolled an 18, a 19, and a 12. Ugh. Fucking Christ. Oh, you, did, you rolled the 18 and the 19. It's all right. I've got you on the 20. The all USS right. Ross. <laughs> Doing Oops. great for us today. What'd you get? A yeah. natural The Ross point. gets it? Yeah. The Ross gets the 20. Ross. The Ross oh, gets the no. 20. It's the bad. I hope you have a backup character, Gina. <laughs> I don't need no. one. I have backups. <laughs> <laughs> Look. I am my own backup character. She's a technical test, but she's lucky. <laughs> um, we all might need backups. <laughs> okay. So well, your ring so is beaming in there with you. Yeah. Because you don't have, there's no hollow there's no inside. There's no warp core, obviously. Um, you watch Exio begin to beam out, and he's following and goes, there's a reaction. There's a reaction. Stop the transport. You'll just, we're in mid-transport. I can't, let me see if I can bring her back. And he starts activating. Um, so with a complication. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. And that wasn't even a success, was it? Uh, no, it wasn't. It was failure with complication. Failure with right. Um, you see him playing uh, on the L cars. He brings up, pulls some of these data pads, these like data reads, readouts across the screen in front of him. And you see him working furiously, and the transport completes. And he looks at you and says, I couldn't stop the transport. It's fine. Um, Exio, you appear inside the transporter pad. Uh, or rather, I'm sorry, inside the, the intermix chamber. Okay. Um, the first thing that happens the moment you enter the intermix chamber is your entire body distorts completely as the hard light waves of your holographic form is being warped by the displacement waves. And Can I feel that or do I only no, see it? No, you, you, you're only aware of it because the your emitter starts mm-hmm. to immediately fizz. It starts to short. You can feel it starting to give way. Um, in a few seconds, if they can't beam you out, this this transporter ring, it's going to go offline. And it's going to be lost here in, in, inside. Recoverable? Possible. But that's going to be determined whether or not they can pull you out. But right now, failure with complication inside the warp core. Okay. Um, your body then is I starting to Then I know I only have a few seconds. I will worry about this later. What do I see? There is a glowing mass up against the wall of this. So there is a dim ambient light permeating around the interior the of this warp core. Um, it, essentially, like you're standing in this tube-like room, the structure, it's very cramped in here. You are standing on the intermix chamber that has just been emptied of antimatter. The place is only filled right now with these low-yield displacement waves that is wreaking havoc with your physical form. Um, this thing is yes. visible, but also it seems to exist in a sort of transphasic state because you can see this it, it does, in fact, look quite similar to a sea cucumber. It okay. looks like this sort of strange blobic-like thing Cute. that's up against this. His name is Dill. <laughs> no! Cute. Get it out of there! Um, no, don't we'll name, name it. him after an 80s band, and it will be wonderful, but no. Um, the thing you're looking at does yes. not look like a sentient life form. Okay. It looks probably like it is some kind of... Um, like an animal life form. In, in the term, it's essentially as much as a, a life form that, you, like, again, using the sea cucumber example. Sure. Probably about as sentient Can as I that. write a medical scan on it? Um, no, because you don't have a tricorder in here. Um, um, in the same sense of the one that I ran on... Um, oh, you mean like... Uh, a visual medical scan. Using the insight? So... Using my insight medicine. I tell you what. I'll, I'll give you a choice. Okay. 
Um, you can make that scan to get as inf- much as information as you can, and then we're going to roll again to see if we beam you out. Okay. Or we can beam you out safely now, and there will be no further complication, but you'll lose the information you just gained. Wait, what? So you won't not you will not be able to scan this thing. You'll get a visual and you can bring That's back a visual. That's what I mean, visual. a visual. Oh, you... I mean a visual medical analysis. My personal, like, medical oh. analysis oh. of my brain thoughts. Okay. So, <laughs> so you mean basically... I don't mean a, I don't mean a, a technological scan. Sorry, technological I thought you scan. used the word scan, so I thought you... Sorry, were... I, I said in the same sense that I did on um, Tygen. It was a visual medical scan in the sense of like an insight medical uh, once over. Gotcha. Uh, what the heck am I looking at? Kind okay. of scan okay. of my, my my eyeball scan. Okay, so <laughs> not, not let's do let me explain it further. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I'm really happy I have you on. The <laughs> um, yeah, because I do not want to. Do, I don't want to ruin this. So. I know, I know. So, I don't want it to um, ruin either, but a failure of the complication is really rough. Oh, no, no. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> sure. I'm not even attempting to. This is a quick, I know I'm about, yeah. about to be beamed out. out. Yeah. Be, yeah. Like, what do I see? Beamed okay. out. So then I'll do this. Yeah. I'm going to throw a difficulty at you for this. Okay. And I'm going to spend three threat to raise the complication range. Um, okay. So, that's fine. Either I learn information or I don't, and then I'm beamed out. <laughs> All right. So go ahead and make a roll. And so this what is, is going the difficulty? Be, so the, this is going to be an insight science check. Okay. Um, insight science? Or... Medicine. I was doing medicine. Medicine. Okay, yeah. No. You can use an insight medicine check. Okay. Yeah. I'll allow that. Um, do you have xenobiology? Or I do like not. That? Okay. So um, the, the difficulty of this roll... But I have yeah. that. With mm. that? You would disintegrate. Uh, yeah. I'm not going uh, in No, I, I just... I also no, it's technical, I think, is the... Um, good point. You're not going to be able to kill this terror. She's literally in no man's land. Like, she's... But... I'm just saying, like, this is kind of a thing right now. I think so. I think so, too. determination? Yeah, I'm going to. Um, I'm going to burn a determination. Um... Uh, my limit does not exist. <laughs> Meme lords of clear skies. <laughs> do that, your yes. work. Okay. That, that is my value. You are in an Secure extraordinary values. situation, in yes. an extraordinary place, doing an extraordinary thing. I will totally accept that. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, okay. okay. So you're going to go ahead. So the difficulty of this, it's going to be an insight medicine check. Yes. And the difficulty of this is going to be four. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. You're two down. So... So it's down to two or So no, you need two no. more successes. Right, exactly. You, your, your your determination gives you two automatic yeah, successes. Yeah, you just need two, two Right. And I'm going to burn my talent, cautious medicine. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, I think there's a spend that would at least uh, pluck out one of the complication ranges if you want to use the other momentum for that. We might want to save that yeah. momentum so for the beam. You might want to save now. from the beam. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll save that for the beam. Because this is just yeah. obtained. Um, so, so it's increased by three. So 17 or bigger is a complication. Okay. Yep, but it's just on a knowledge check, as you say. Oh, the boom, 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 Solid rolling. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three successes. Five total, so five total. Five total, so you crush that, and you're going to get a point of momentum. Yeah. Which will Which you can burn momentum to remove a complication. So if you are willing to burn momentum to remove a complication, I'll let you beam out without a problem. 
Because <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I want to give you the option of saving that ring. <laughs> yes, please, thank you. <laughs> Narratively, Good. what I was going to do anyway was push uh, Kashkari, get out of the way. You're assisting me, and I was going to make the transfer oh, okay. nice. roll. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, so as Exio just clings to her hand subconsciously, you see her form is beginning to flicker, and, mm-hmm. sh- and you can feel, you can already feel the these waves are are doing damage to the ring. As yeah. you're wearing it. Which, th- it's an instinctual protecting the ring, even though mm. I know it's not actually doing anything. It actually is helping. Your hard light is actually yeah. blocking some of the waves, but it's not enough. Not enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what do I learn? Um, what you get from this thing, um, just from a look at now that you've got an idea of what it looks like and see how it's behaving, Yeah. using what knowledge you have, the direct there seems to be a direct correlation to not having antimatter in this chamber and the increase in these waves that could destroy the ship. Sure. However, while the an- you know for a fact that while the antimatter is engaged on this, uh, it causes antimatter to drop and the ship can't move. Correct. Um, so what you get from this is there is some kind of relationship between it needing the antimatter and it reacting without it. Okay. So all we need to do is compensate for its suction. And you basically get that this is a life form that is attached to the wall, and those are the reactions it's having with the absence and presence of antimatter. It doesn't seem to be making conscious decision. It looks like it is a life form that is developed inside of this warp core. Fascinating. And because you removed the complication, um, we can do a beam out now. Get out of there. Yeah. Are you telling me that? I'm saying it. (laughs) If I can lock on to their coordinates, I you can lock on to the ring. I want to use that to uh, enhance the lock on to the uh, life form as well. Mm -hmm. I I would like to get Exio out there, of course, and that is my primary target. But if I can, I would like to also try to get past the waves. While I can lock on with a, a clear You can do signature. one at a time. You can yeah. beam one of them out at a time. All right, Exio first. Exio first. All right, so um, Kashkari is going to... Uh, yeah. Do you, want to, do you want to assist him as he does this? <laughs> no. He's assisting me. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking over. He tried. So... Are you using three days? Uh, yeah. Well, wait, what is it? It's control engineering? Uh, it's control engineering. Okay. Um, beaming out of the warp core isn't as difficult, so I'm going to set the difficulty at three. All right, I'll use one. Okay. And then he's going to roll Taking his momentum. All right. insight in engineering to help you here. And he succeeds. <sighs> What'd you get? Two successes. The critical, or the range doesn't, the complication range... No, isn't gonna there's no complicated. Beaming okay. out is not as tricky as beaming in. Got with. You've got a big open space to beam out of. So that's two. Did I get the assist? And you got the assist. Okay. And three. Ross yeah. also helps you. Because it's a crit. Oh, that's right. You're right. So four successes. So four successes. Okay, cool. We're going to get a point of momentum. Flickering into existence from the transporter beam is Exio. Your hollow emitters inside the ship immediately compensate, but your ring is damaged as you beam out. It deactivates. And your matrix immediately aligns with the hollow emitters. Um, you were able to bring back the information you learned without losing it. Commander, um, I need you to report to the captain right away. Kashgari, while we still have the coordinates, let's do this again. You, what do you, what are we doing? We're beaming it out. Um, I would like to assist with that. Can I immediately uh, plug the the visual to you to your computer, so you have an actual camera location as well? Where are we beaming it to? That's all. 
We gotta get while well, we have these coordinates. Um, can we? Can I go back to the bite? So you said I don't have a containment chamber that'll like contain this. You'd have to build this. I have you, to build you need, one. You need to construct one. Like oh, dark core. A, oh, like a shuttle. You might want to bring your doctor in. I'm just saying. Yeah. Someone call her. But yeah. really the only source of antimatter. The cat too. Macrell. Large matters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can create an, yeah. a, an antimatter containment field is, is something you can build. Yeah. I mean, it's been it's, done before. You can create a small canister if you need to that has antimatter inside. Right, and so those materials I would know exist on, like, in my bio lab? You can, or, you can literally magic. pull antimatter from the core or yeah. the secondary oh. warp core and create a small containment oh, field if you literally. want. Oh, yeah. Just it grab is. it out of the warp core. Yes. Literally just right there. Fuck! If you want to do <laughs> um, if I do want to do that, um, mm-hmm. are you? But you're not in the scene. I'm. No one's called me. There's okay, a form, then, then and let's, I'm let's no bring you to the me. scene. Let's catch him a crawl. Yes. With some expediency, yes, Lieutenant. Yes, yes, okay, we have a life form here. Okay, now you want expedience, Chief Tech. Anyway, we have a life form. We need you immediately. Can uh, I'm gonna ask to be transported though. No, busy. <laughs> nope. Um, I'll run. We're busy. I'm pretty quick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I have you. really great reflexes and dexterity. I'm uh, gonna reward you guys a momentum. <laughs> Can I, I take the Jeffries too? As, as, like, as a GM for purposely not abusing the transporter, <laughs> I hereby narratively reward you one momentum. <laughs> we'll take it. I Listen. remember deck five. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a shield of tomorrow reference if ever there was one. <laughs> um, so I ran. Okay. So um uh it takes you about five minutes to get to the turbo lift, down to the engineering and out of the turbo lift into where everybody else is. Um you see a very agitated gathering of engineers and XEOs down here as well. Um Captain, you have been apprised of the situation at this point since there was a break. Everyone has been apprised of the senior staff has been apprised of the situation. Um as you enter, as you as you enter the area, you see um, up on one of the digital displays, um, one of the holographic displays that are up in the main engineering lab. You see a readout that Exio has uploaded from their visual contact with this creature, a life form on the inside of the intermix chamber of the warp core. Curious. That shouldn't. That shouldn't be possible. We made that assertion as well. Um, Okay. I'm gonna start building a containment chamber while they're figuring out that stuff. Yes, I okay. see that. I was like, I was I, I see the waves coming off the creature. How how can we contain this without harming it? I'm not concerned with harming it or not. I need it out of my warp core. This is a dire situation. The ship is going to explode, yes. Lieutenant. But taking it out of the warp core could hurt the ship already. If we take it out, what's gonna what's causing the, the waves to not the lack of antimatter. Absolutely, it might. There you go. Okay. Question for you. Uh, What's up? Because I have a talent to detect noises and frequency ranges beyond most humanoid ranges. Can I hear? No. These okay. low, these low-level disruption rays. These, these are, these are energy patterns that are functioning at sort of the same visual acuity as an X-ray would. It's not something you can visually spot, but it's being detected by the sensors, and it's disrupting hard light too. I would like to um, make a medical scan. Sure, go ahead and make a medical see scan. See if I can get any go ahead. information. This is going to be Great. an insight, um, or reason, yeah, insight medicine check. Okay, 
Okay. Uh, actually, reason medicine. We and I reason medicine. Okay, and I have I do have uh, xenobiology. Okay, so we totally apply. I'm gonna take a moment. And you can assist here. Conscious. I was actually gonna say, can I yeah. assist? So be, mm. And then and then after this, we can talk about building that duty and discipline. And what's go. the difficulty? Mm. Yes. Uh, the difficulty, uh, well, actually, I was going to put it at four, but the truth is, is Exio's little excursion inside the warp core is going to drop that difficulty by one, so I'm going to drop it down to three. To also, see. I have quick study, which is attempting a task that will involve an unfamiliar That's medical procedure or treat an unfamiliar species, ignoring difficulty. Increase. You're not really treating. Oh, I'm not treating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So go ahead and make your roll. The difficulty is three. I'm just trying. And you're getting an assist. Okay. Um, and for you, uh, Ray. Hey! Hey! cat, this is going to be an insight medicine check. One, two, it's four. It is a crit. I it's got what a crit. it is. You rolled a one? Yes. Yay. Good on you. That's a Starfleet symbol. I have four successes. Five successes total. Six. 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 That's right. So it's a crit. So you get three momentum. Um, Woohoo. Wow. Pure chaos, but we well done. We might actually get out of this alive. <laughs> is that the Ross motto? So, uh, I would like to put it down for the record that before we got started today, Eric said, this is going to be a chill stream. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I didn't, I'm, I didn't I'm know sweating. I was going to bring it is cheap chill. text chill to the This is why person. you don't ever say that. <laughs> Have yeah. you met me? You yeah. said it at the pub. Um, so, He's um, as cool as a cucumber. This is just payback. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I'll give you the uh, the same spiel as everybody else. Sure. I'll give you, uh, you can do med- uh, spins for more obtained information. Um, this is a life form never before documented in the Starfleet database of life forms that have been encountered. Yes. Um, you're not sure where it's co- where it's coming from or what its origin is, um, but initial scans would indicate that it feeds on antimatter. Yes, and so the the waves that it's emitting will it if, if we do somehow get it out of the warp core will it be harmful for everyone else. Um, go ahead and spin your momentum. Um, Removing it from uh, the, the waves are increasing because it's essentially that is the expulsion that is the waste material from devouring the antimatter. Right. Beaming it, it in the the short answer to your question is is it's in the process of dying and removing it from the warp core, warp core will absolutely kill it. Oh, oh no! But unless we put it in a chamber in which. It can continue to feed off, like you know, antimatter, yes. and then and then it like just create a little womb for it, right? What? I would we, like to you keep it. Ask the we need by to we need dry. to get it yeah. somewhere where it can feed off of the antimatter. Of uh, if if we remove it right now in its current state, it will die. Doctor, we need to remove it now, or we will die. Can I um? Can I build a containment chamber? Can we um, move it to the to a different world? So let's do one at a time. Yeah. Let's do. Um, go ahead, and I would say make a reason science check. Great. Um, what's the difficulty on this? Actually, no. This this would actually be this would be reason engineering. Ensendari, yeah. uh, you're gonna help. Great. Um, she looks at you and says, "Great. With what? We're making a containment field. Oh, a container, right? Yes. This Basically. is somewhere that they where you have to beam this thing into, and it's got to be quick." Uh, use one of the shuttles in in the docking bay. Um, um, can I recommend, in the meantime, that we transport this thing into the secondary warp core? Yes, it, I, it is is about to die. Listen to me. I need the ship to function. I need a warp core for it to function. We cannot disable our secondary warp core by putting it in there. What we are going to work on is a counter beam for this emission. We can feed it temporarily until we get this built. 
Commander. Yes. Please, can you lead a team on uh, deciding the anti-version of this this wave? We have this energy form. We need to create the equal and opposite force that we can feed this thing with. Doctor, I need you to do that with the commander, okay? All right. All right, yes. we've got a plan. Uh, Kashgari, you're with me. We're going to work on warping this thing out. We've lost our chance with the coordinates, but we might be able to lock onto it again. Does everybody understand? Yes, Chief Doctor. Um, Kashgari nods to you and then slowly looks over at the commander. Commander, your orders? You heard the chief. Let's get to it. We need he to picks up his, con- his pack immediately and uh, they set to work. And until I'm out of view of chief, I'm beaming. <laughs> Less smiling, more work here, huh? <laughs> um, okay, so they're, so using this engineer, um, she's going to help you build this containment. Great. Which is good, because that's what she's designed to do. Great. And you're designed to do the science part. Great. Um, um, so and then can I burn a... Um, can I can I determination? Can I use determination for this? Because I have yes. one of my values is exploration is the greatest path to both scientific understanding and empathy. Does that work? Um, because we're exploring a new life form instead of killing it. Instead which of I killing do. it, uh, it's okay. It's kind of a no. stretch. What else you got? Fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a directive. Uh, don't want to see the rest. Yes. Yeah, you have a di- you do have an order. Oh, I do. You have a direct yeah. order. Just burn oh. a directive. Great. A directive, you can burn your directive for, for this great. episode, and you can basically use the order that was given as a value. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, Let's do that. All right. Um, are we both assisting in this scenario? Do you, you can assist here because you've got expertise. Uh, well, yes. We're doing. We're feeding it. We're yeah. trying to find a way to feed it. That was our order, yeah. right? Yeah, you're trying to find a way to feed it. I'm building the containment chamber with. So then, why don't we do this? Um, why don't? Okay. So we're gonna make a roll here. Mm. So normally this would be an excellent opportunity for an extended task, and yes. then have one person do, and we can have like multiple assists come mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Um, let's in this particular case, let's just keep this simple. Yeah, um, I'll assist you. And we'll just yes. make this a straight well, up roll. Mm. So you. you you can decide who's assist. Let's roll us first. Yes. Um, and go ahead and make your reason science check. She's gonna make her. Uh, she's gonna make her control engineering check. Um, as an assist on you. Okay, great. And the difficulty to build this is going to be three. Great. Oh, I think that she worked. She rolled fucking awesome. I three successes. Three. She got a crit. So yeah. hell yeah. How much momentum? So that's going to be what two more momentum. Movie? Yes. Yay. You gained, you gained oh, two wait. momentum. But you used one to get an yes. extra die, right? Okay. Oh, so, so you gained four. more momentum. Okay. Great. So mm-hmm. go ahead and. Um, let, so what are y'all gonna do? We're, we were given the you were, we have to feed it yeah. antimatter, yes. but we can't put antimatter in the warp core right now because we don't have it right, right. now. So, nope. But there are some in yep. the um, the shuttle ships, and we also have, a, have another warp core to pull from. Then we'd have to beam it out. Or, or are we taking antimatter uh, from you can warp core and extract antimatter putting, from any okay. given warp core, including those from the shuttles? They it, do it all the time. I can't stress this enough. It. This is good to know. Because anybody who's ever worked in Starfleet or has ever been to Starfleet Academy would know this. Yes. Antimatter will dumb blow you up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's nothing There's nothing more volatile on a starship than antimatter. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm just giving you a big hit. Well, aside from perhaps the captain's ire. But or possibly <laughs> the people. <laughs> there. Right. Yeah. Um, so so just, just giving you a heads up. Like... So, um, so doing this extraction, putting it into a containment unit, 
Um, I'm going to be a jackass and spend three threat to raise the complication range by three. Why you gotta do that, Eric? Because I Remember love when you said drama. this would be a chill? <laughs> oh no, I lied. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, going the doctor I'm very dexterous. So, That's all I got going. All right, so me. go ahead. So our oh, GM, the blatant liar. So You're, who? So who is going to be the leader of the role? Doctor. I'm a surgeon. Uh, uh, is this a role to extract? I'm assuming that's what this, the the engineers are doing. Are we just giving? We're they're we're making creating, a containment field. We're trying to feed it. Yes, you're developing. We're not. We're developing the blueprints for the engineering team to do. This is not what we do. We're drafting a plan. Oh, yeah. Yes. Feeding it means making this wave that it's emitting smaller. We're trying to delay that from happening, which, however you can make happen. Which you can do by trying to figure out how its reaction as a life form is emitting these That's waves. That's way and you easier can use, than yes. uh, pulling out antimatter. And, yes. and what you can do uh, using your expertise is find out how to create the right system to, for it to exist in so that these Correct. waves don't destroy. So yeah. you should probably lead the role then, and you should do the assist. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and would this help with quick study? Because now I'm technically treating the... An unknown species. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah. Because then it would it would ignore any difficulty increase. It's in distress. Mm. It will die. It will die. Yeah, they are. Later, that's, I am that's pretty distressing. I am treating. I think I'll say yes because you're basically. Uh, uh, this is their patient now. Yeah. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say yes basically because you're trying to build an environment that this thing can survive in, which I would consider a treatment if like a contained environment in mm-hmm. that particular case. So in this case, I think it's a bit of a stretch, but I also think it applies. So yes, yes. What are we? What are we rolling? Okay, so you taking Um, the lead? Yes. Um, This is definitely going to be a control engineering check. Okay. Um, And for you, I would say that would be an insight medicine check. Perfect. Uh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. We're gonna we're gonna default to the reason medicine check because that would, that um, would be same, yeah. same. Just as a side note, I mm-hmm. am not the captain, so I would like to. I've been given um, a reasonable task by chief, but mm-hmm. I'm going to check in with captain. Okay. Um, this is going to be an informed. This but, is what is happening. Um, sure, the captain um, should be made aware. The, anyway. the captain should be made aware if we accidentally blow the ship. Yeah, that right. was part of the directive um, too. Is to yeah, inform yeah. the captain. Yeah. yeah. So no, um, that now that we are now in the spot that we can accomplish and start drafting these plans, calling in the captain. I would gotcha. recommend keeping the comms open. All right, cool. Um, yes. So go ahead and make your check then. It's going to be... Um, control engineering. Correct. Okay. Um, I would like to um, pull on my focus of system tap for the computer's assistance. Yes. Yeah. Um, that would apply. Totally apply. And I'm using my xenobiology. Oh, uh, this sounds like a role for Ross, too. Actually. Ross would definitely have. Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, Ross would cool. definitely have. Uh, this sounds like a computer medicine, maybe? Uh, yes, I would say that's computer medicine. Now that it's going to cool. be more helpful to Bonnie anyway, so uh, yeah. Yes. All right, so the difficulty of what you all are trying to do is to jury rig this thing. Since we're skipping over the extended task for expediency, I am going to make this very difficult because you were jury rigging an antimatter containment unit for a new life form. Um, I'm going to set the difficulty at four. Uh, take a momentum for an extra death. And the complication range has been increased by two. Yes. So, okay. um, or I'm sorry, three. I spent three. And you um, said control engineering? It's control engineering mm-hmm. check. Okay. You And you've already used your yeah. thingy-majiggy. Use the momentum. Yeah, I want to live. Yeah, living is good. Use that moment. Um, use the momentum. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to. Yeah. Okay. You can buy two. Uh, and for to. clarification, what is at stake here is not the destruction of the ship, it's whether or not this life form lives or dies. You know, I mean, you, you, can, you can burn another one. Yeah. Well, you're also starting. Um, actually, you know what? I could burn a determination for this. You haven't uh, spent not, one yet. Not on the assist. You're an assist. You're, you're an assist. You can't. Oh, yeah, um, I'm burning three momentum to buy another die. Okay. okay. Um, K 
Can I borrow a die? Yeah, you want a Thank blue one? Thank you very one? much. For... Oh, no. No, you good? Is that the cursed one, though? Uh, no, it's mine. Well, now it is. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, see what we get. Um, oh, that's good. That's good. Okay. Good from Ross. Um, three. Three? How many? Ross, four? One from Ross. Nothing? Was one off. Four successes. Four is successes. Yeah, you got it. You hit it. It's a tense 25 minutes of of engineering and coordinating between uh, not only extracting antimatter from one of the shuttle bays, um, which, by the way, antimatter is not difficult to find on board the ship. Um, extracting it from one of the shuttles is a safer option um, because you don't need much. But you actually managed to contain, uh, create a self-replicating containment field of antimatter. It's very small. It's only big enough to sustain this life form, Great. but it is going to be able to sustain it for probably the next 48 hours. Awesome. Um, the transport is tricky, but because it is not coming with the complication of beaming, it, it comes with the complication of beaming a life form that's already in the middle of these waves into a contained space without the waves. Um, you managed to pull this off. Yes. Yay! Um, because of all the successes you guys rolled in the Yay! container fields and whatnot. Um, there's a tense moment where when the transport takes place, everyone's kind of holding their breath, and you beam this new life Eric, form into a containment space. I here. forgot, um, uh, to be honest, I uh, forgot you rose the threat. I did roll a 19, so there is a complication. There's a complication? Yes. Okay, thank you, Nick. Um, so you do transport this creature inside the containment space. Um, so I'm gonna read, so to reflect the complication, there's a complication in transport as it beams into the containment space the containment unit itself is immediately drained of a pulse of antimatter as this creature that was starving basically gulps it down. Yeah. So I'm reducing 48 hours to 24 hours. Oh boy. Um, And the warp core immediately, the the waves inside the warp core are immediately flushed out as the, the the ambience of this, essentially they're no longer being fed these displacement waves. Mm-hmm. Well done, everybody. Now, everyone who's not on my engineering team, please vacate this room. We should probably figure out how this got in here. Get out. <laughs> we got to get this up and running again. Great. Um, Good work, right. Cheap. To you. <laughs> Take my seat. Come right out. Yeah, like, what are we, yeah, you and I are just stuck with us. No critters in the Take my seat. Right we're, nice we're going to the Arboretum. <laughs> um, the medical bay. You will have to accept The medical bay can probably, probably be yeah. it. Or the biology lab is a service like, dog. You have to. So, wrapping up. Yeah. You managed to bring this new life form into the med bay. Yeah. Um... And inside the medical bay, as you set this thing down and scanning it, um, the next few hours as you're analyzing this, the warp core eventually comes back online. You bet your bottom um, dollar it does. And uh, the ship finally goes down from yellow alert back to condition green as everything seems to calm down. Um, and life on the ship begins to return a little bit to normal as all of that is happening. Um, what you get from this life form is that it probably existed uh, inside the warp core for some time. Uh, You don't, you get the impression you've never seen, well, first of all, in the database, in the database, this life form doesn't exist. 
And Lacat, as you're scanning it, the both of you, as you're kind of sitting there in the medical bay, and you can't see the inside of this containment, but as you're scanning over the medical bay, uh, scanning over this this life form in the medical bay, um, there's a bit of a chill that kind of go, runs through you because you are making first contact with an entirely new species, and you're not even you're not even to Starbase 24 yet. I know. <laughs> um, the two of you are looking at this remarkable life form that seems to be able to exist within an antimatter field. What you're going to have to do is find a place for this thing to exist, yes. which means you're probably going to have to ask the captain for a pit stop somewhere. <laughs> somewhere where antimatter is in a, in a state where... I asked if you needed to stop right when we were leaving. <laughs> um, Officer, I but as we, go as we then. wrap this up, um, the warp core does come back online, and the Ross is, after a few hours of re-maintenancing the warp core and flushing out any of the low-level uh, disruptive waves, you guys are able to bring the warp core back online and resume your journey at warp seven towards Starbase 24. Just seven? Right? Seven. Just seven, because if you go higher than seven, you need authorization from Starfleet Command. That's fair. Um, so um, as you're resuming the warp, though, the, the two of you are formulating a plan. Um, a, a report is put out across the ship that you have a stowaway. And Another the ox crew, within about six hours, they immediately begins naming it. What did they? What, what do you want to name? Dill. 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 Um, you could not Dill. wait three episodes to put a Jenny in my ship. <laughs> His name is Dill. Um, okay. However, this this life form is not going to be able to. It is not sustainable to keep it here. No. Um, you're going to have to find a place. To <laughs> that was the last one. <laughs> well, no, it's house. They turned into a well. planet. Um, <laughs> Your you progenitor. No idea what you're talking about. I'm, I'm <laughs> also my stepchild. It's fine. We'll what? talk about it later. <laughs> so as you resume warp back towards Starbase 24, um, it takes. Um, we'll go ahead and say because you, you rolled pretty. I'm really excited by the roll you just made in that last check. Um, it takes you a few days, but you actually do manage to find um, a pocket of an antimatter reaction taking place near a singularity, um, which is really uncommon in the sector of space. How convenient. Um. Or, you don't. No, no, we don't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hooray! <laughs> Be free, um, little dill. Convenient is one way of saying someone did a lot of scans and yes. definitely was not supposed to be working on gamma shift. Oh, yeah, but you know. But essentially, how as a convenient result, those long-range sensors Essentially, right as a result of your successes on the science checks, you were able to sustain this life form. Even with the complication in 24 hours, you have been able to find a place where you can drop this thing off while keeping as much medical scans as you've made of this. Um, she hasn't slept in the 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> 24 hours, Forward. you stayed awake. Yeah. LaCat just stays in the medical bay studying this thing. It's you caffeine. know you only have a limited amount of time. Exactly. I'm so like, I only got 24 hours. You scan this thing, you you study it as much as you possibly can. Um, uh, skipping over a few of your shifts. Yeah. Um, I'm right there with you. I call in sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, in the med bay. Before this creature is able to depart, though, um, uh, as this is all wrapping up, and as the Ross comes out of warp near one of these pockets of antimatter that do exist, as we have seen um, through modern day science, um, what happens next in the med bay is interesting because as this is being transported out, you get a calm chirp um, from one of the nurses that the Romulan would like to speak to you. I'm on my way. Um, and as you. Step into the medical bay. You see, he's looking a little bit better. Hmm. Um, 
You walk up to him and he smiles at you and says, I've made my choice. And he hands you a medical pad. Um, and you see uh, the descriptive, the image mm-hmm. on the medical pad in front of you. Um, and Curious. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to leave it there. No! What do you see? What do you see? My one true love! As you look at this image in front of you, it is not what you expected him to select. No. What did Brian Um, Cranston pick? And that is where we're going to leave this episode of Fear Skies. Uh Um, Well done, everybody. So fun! Well done, well done. We kind of ran up against the clock there, so we weren't able to do an extended roll, but that that worked out great. You guys were hitting some really high difficulty levels, and well done. There was a second there where I thought you were going to kill it. Yeah, me too. Oh, I would no, have. I honestly yeah. thought I was not this person. Have you met? I'm just saying, if your chief sounded like person, not care. that would be a different situation, but Listen, this was an animal. The needs of one do not outweigh the needs of the many. <laughs> my yes. chief ran a beautiful engine room. <laughs> yeah, that's my only jab. Right. Also, so uh, engineering ox crew, we're doing overtime. Everyone's checking every log. <laughs> this will not happen again. More kills, um, more kills. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up tonight then. Um, we went a little bit of overtime, but I just wanted to thank everybody so much for tuning in to this episode of Clear Skies. Thank you for joining us. Um, we will join you guys next Monday night at the same time. Until then, everyone, please, as always, stay whimsical, and hailing frequencies are now closed.